I but know. Yeah, that's okay. But the thing is, is we're live on Facebook also. Let's do it. By 09, we lose all the Facebook feeds. Let's do it. So I'm ready. So we got to hit live. We're live. We're actually live. Johnny Bean TV is live. live, it's telling me, on Facebook. Live and uncensored. Yeah, welcome, everybody. 30 people just like that. Awesome. Awesome, you guys. <laughs> so busy. It's really busy in my shop today. That's great. We're on mute. Everybody that's watching this, you guys, hashtag win in the chat. Um, we have an EVH Funko Pop giveaway tonight. So hashtag win in the chat. We've got four entries so far. We'll spin at some point. All right. Dane just left and John just got here. We're working in shifts is what it is. <laughs> it's it's like the sheepdog and the coyote. Morning, Ralph. Good morning, Sam. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this we're live. Is, uh... Oh, okay. We're, we're live. We're here. I'm glad I'm wearing pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so again, EVH Funko Pop giveaway tonight. Thank you. Who do we have to thank for that? Who, uh, where, where's, where's my message? Who at? was really cool enough to give us a Funko Pop for uh, Mr. For Mick. Show. Jagger? Mr. Mick. It could be. Mr. Mick has donated an Eddie Van Funko Pop. Mick! To give away. Here's so. a killer rock. Here's a killer. So, so uh, hashtag win in the chat. I should have some sort of a banner for that. Yeah. Uh, I got pizza banners. Win in the chat. Okay, that was for the other night. We did something else. We gave away a guitar strap. Strap win. on. Strap off. Funko Pop. Not just uh, a Funko Pop, uh, but the coolest one they ever made. Yeah. There really is. There we go. Fungo Mungo. Hey. Hey, man. Hey there. You ready? It's so dark. <laughs> Did let's we make do the this, opening song yet? Let's make this official. Here it is. on everybody welcome to talking guitars and 80s metal live 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 and uncensored <laughs> definitely uncensored 
Oh boy. I'm sorry. He said he said what? Parental <laughs> <laughs> guidance is suggested. Definitely. Definitely. If your parents are in the room, get them out while they, you know, before they guess you're watching. <laughs> it's a it's like, you know, parents walk in the room. Timmy, what what is that on your iPad? Uh, uh, nothing, mom. Is that porn? Were you, you know, touching yourself in that place? The place Jesus doesn't want you to touch? N no, I was just, let me see. It's okay. <gasps> Talking guitars in 80s metal live. Go to your room. Go to your room. You're grounded. <laughs> Howard, he was watching this. How bad could it be, Martha? How bad could it be? Good God! <laughs> oh my God. The man's wearing a pink hat. He oh. looks like a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every every one of our sponsors watches the show like this. Like uh, what? They, they said they said what? <laughs> <laughs> what what is going on in the background i hear a concert man i'm open for business and i got oh, customers okay. running around and stuff hey listen this is one of those times that you know you're on the show and people can buy something this is right now we may even yeah. witness someone walk up to the register excuse me how much is that amplifier and right in front of us a sale could happen it would be really amazing right yeah yeah we're rooting for you man That'd be great. I'm in. That'd be awesome. How, how many customers are in the store right now? Um, just two. Hi. That could be two potential sales. Are are, right. are, are, are one of them slash? No, slash. It's he could be slash. Kind of looks like oh, slash. Hold on, I'll show it, you. He's got like a a disguise. <laughs> hey man, turn around for a second. See slash. Oh yeah! Hey, hey! Well, Welcome in, sir. Pull your pants down. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, what what's he playing there? What's he thinking about buying? Can he hear us? He can hear us. No, I have a, I have it very quiet. He probably oh, can't. Okay. Hear yeah. So and listen, I have a Dane, fan Dane, on Dan in the back too. Dane. Just that guy that comes in your store every day to play something and never buys anything. There was Is a guy in here playing yesterday, and after a little while, I'm like, hey, man, you can come in here and check the amps out and play through the amps a little bit, but don't just come in here for rehearsal. <laughs> That's what they do. They bring the whole band in. <laughs> come on, fellas. He lets us get away with everything. A one, a two, a you know what to do. <laughs> That would be really great if a local garage band just kept coming in and every day they're rehearsing their whole set at Dane's store. <laughs> and Dane's like, ah, uh, so you fellas interested in uh, any of those instruments? Uh, we're still thinking about it, man. Uh, well, you've been thinking about it the last 15 weeks. <laughs> 15 years. Yes. <laughs> You know, no, some always those people, there's always the kids that say, Hey man, let us rehearse back here, man. We'll give you, we'll throw you 50 bucks. No, 
I was going to say, do you have a stage there set up? Because some there's a local store down the street from here that actually has a stage set up, and they do like jam nights on like Sundays or something. I have too you much valuable any... inventory for that to be going on. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be no way bonanza. You know, we got to practice smashing our instruments just right, you know? <laughs> We're a Who tribute band. Here's how we end the show. Yeah. Let me borrow that SD just for a little rehearsal. Maybe they're fans of Kiss and like to smash instruments like Paul Stanley does every show. Paul Smashy? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the tribute. It's it's instead of kiss, it's crash with a K, and they, they just smash drums and a bass and every everyone smashes it, you know. With Paul Smashy and Gene, the Gene Smithereens. Yeah, I like oh, the band man. the Smithereens. They're, Someone asked it. Band. I like that one around? song. They had that one song that's pretty good. They have a song about a girl like you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one. That's the only one. That was the big one. They're watching. It was big. They're watching right now, and they're like, you guys only like one song out of like all our stuff? They're like, you guys remember us? Yeah, we recorded for 25 years, and that's all you remember? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's Uh-oh. crazy town. Down What's going here on today. out there? It's crazy that's, town down here today. That's the band audience. They're ready to come in. <laughs> come on, let us in already. We're at the door. <laughs> let's uh, let's take a look who's in the chat. Let's say hi. And by the way, yes, I'm on week two of eye infection, so I'm wearing this the, the uh, testicle spectacles today. So let's see. Let's say hi to Dan Man. Thomas. R2R3 Locking Nut, Hellstorm, Craven Soda, Keith Campbell, the lovely Amanda Coombs, uh, Vistalite 1972, my Jew homie, my Long Island Joe, Jew homie, Joe Hervey. How you doing, brother? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Leo Safko, uh, Warlag, Keith Campbell not hanging flyers in schools anymore. <laughs> Smart man. False flag. Hey, Johnny, it's false flag. I'll be paying you soon enough. Calm down. Uh, let's <laughs> see. My buddy Symmetry, Megatod707, Paulie Walnuts. He's in the house. Paulie Walnuts. Mike Neese, all Dave all night. Uh, AI Gaming, Can't Drive 55. Uh, Christopher Live Sawa. How you doing, brother? It says no skin flutes in the back room, Dane. Make sure. Uh, let's see. R two, R three, locking nut. Tim Thomas, Mike Neese. Uh, Mr. Mick in the house. How you doing, brother? Mr. Mick, he's the one donating the EVH Fun Pop, Funko Pop. Is it? Is that Mr. Mick? Thank That's you Mr. so much, Mick. brother. Thank you so much. Shout out on the chat for Mr. Mick. That's very Mr. cool Mick. for him to donate a literally the coolest pop that has ever been made. Look how happy Eddie is in that cool pose in that pop that is literally the coolest pop ever made and they make super cool toys already but looking at that that's it that's the ultimate that's as good as it gets yep yep and you can win one tonight just type in hashtag win in the chat all one word just like leo just did 
just automatically like that. enter for tonight's drawing. Let's get one of these in your hands. Very cool. Thank you again, Mr. Mick, for donating that prize. Thank you, Mr. Mick. Tonight. Let's see. Who Thank else is so in much. the chat? Anonymous Lives or Anonymous Lives. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? Uh, I know Mama Kuda's watching. Shout out to my beloved mother. And thank you, everyone, for the nice words always toward Mama Kuda. By the way, tonight's show and tell guitar, Mama Kuda helped me pick out. So FYI, there's a story behind it. I'll tell you the full story later, but that's your clue. It's something Mama Kuda helped me pick out today. And aside from my clean underwear, John, you really need to change it. It's time. It's time. Really? I'm serious. You, you can't keep going on like this forever. I mean, you know, at least for the show. What's going to happen when the audience sees you and, you know, you're, you're wearing that, you know, all that stuff. Really, really not funny, John. I'm just saying, you know. Yes. Whoa. Somebody named Whoa. Not, Somebody say not funny. <laughs> there he is. The, the great Neanderthal. <laughs> I'm, in, Morning. I'm in. I'm in hell. You're in the to... house? Wait, where are you? Are you with my well, mom? Well, it is, it is 82 here. Uh, I, I have to clear out... 19? Space. <laughs> space. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, this is the... Uh, yeah, relevant, whatever it is, I'll take it. The relevant catalog of Canada's crocus, known as Helix. Ooh. Yes, they've Helix. all been remastered. All the, all the Helix, the, the good, uh, good Helix albums is a very difficult thing to, to say out loud. Um but all the good Helix albums have been remastered. So I had to get them on CD finally after having them on cassette most of my life. I know what you're going to say. I'm happy to take your old crappy ones. No worries. I've got your back. Yeah. With a knife right in it. Of course you do. That's what friends are for, man. Since when are we friends? Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Hi, Dane. Yeah. Speaking hey of not being friends. Hey, Hi, Dane. Hey, Hi, John. Allie. Johnny Bean. Hey, Dane. Dane, can you read? Uh, not very well. No, I can't. Didn't do very mm. good in English class. I, I am Sam. The Sam, I English. am. Do you yeah. like okay. green eggs and ham? We got Amanda, some names. I'm not giving anyone a fucking R. We got some <laughs> names here. Top Let's tier. Thank you to the top tier channel members, the executive producers, the big bosses, the people that sign the big paychecks that we don't get. These are them. These are the guys, the guys that are responsible for every lawsuit we have. Well, actually, they, they take the flack for every lawsuit we have. But uh, thank you to Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PB&J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, ADHD Sharp, Michael B, R. Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, David Allen Wright, Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. And Steve and Carmichael. I, and I saved Linny Lou and Mary for last because I have an update. I actually uh, spoke to Linny Lou today. And um, 
you know, she's she's gone through a lot of health stuff lately. So please keep your uh, prayers and well wishes coming into the show for her. Leave them in the comments. Leave them on the video. Um, you know, it's the first she's she's first starting to watch the shows from the last couple of weeks. She's for those not aware, she's got long covid. She's had a very, very uh, bad case of covid. And on top of it, uh, partly due to that weakness, she had a stroke as well. Jesus. So, you know, but thankfully she's, um, you know, she's recovering and just a long bumpy road, but you know, we love her so much. And, uh, of course, Mary, uh, don't worry, Linny Lou, I'll take care of Mary. You don't need to help her with anything. I have a perfect place for her to sit right here on my face. Everything will be taken care of. I promise <laughs> Mary, I will be taking care of you. Uh, I'll be I'll be licking you like a bomb pop. Trust me. Oh, no gosh. worries. Hi, oh, Ellie. Gosh. Oh. Hi, Ellie. 86-year-old <laughs> pussy. I'm in it. Oh, Jesus. There we go. Uh, he has customers. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, are any of them at E6? Because I may be able <laughs> to help with the set. There's a couple of big boys in here, so I don't think they need to oh, worry. Oh, are they not wearing no. pants? They're hung? <laughs> well, let me get oh, Mama yeah. Kuda. Hold on. <laughs> You know, Mama Kuda was taking uh, taking this pill this week, and she's like, I can't swallow this pill. It's so big. I'm having a hard time. I said, Mama, just pretend it's a big black cock, and it'll go right down. <laughs> That's not funny, John. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. So there you go. By the way, false flag member for 24 months of the top of the world package. Love you, too, brother. Thank you so much. False flag. False flag. False One day flag. we will be the same person. False, False flag. flag. Well, you'll you'll Jesus. be having sex so close together, you'll be merged into <laughs> one. Only a con- nothing comes Gosh. between you guys but a condom, and maybe not even that. Yuck, Johnny. 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 It's false flag. Hey, Johnny. It's false flag. I'm calling you from the belly of a dragon in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I've split open a tauntaun for you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't nice. imagine what it's like to be me. Oh, is is that Johnny with the adding machine? Oh, let me see how much false flag gave me so far this year. <laughs> What's going on there, Dana? Are you being held up? Are they buying something? Look at all the No, it's a customer and he's showing me pictures of his brother's hot rod or something. So it was an elk. Yeah. Oh, that's his brother his brother's what? His hot what? Rod? His alchemy. Now my mom's tuning. Is that it right there? No, he's driving away in his Nissan now. But. Right, right now, Mary is is yanking down. <laughs> nice right now, Mary is yanking down her sweatpants and diddling her clit like like it's a oh, motorboat. Oh Jesus! God! Did someone say hot rod? He's gone. Look at those bars on those windows. Oh yeah, yeah I built my own we, prison cell here. We got to keep those customers out. Wow! You keep them in till they buy something. <laughs> bye janice that would be great thank you janice <laughs> <laughs> we gotta lock janice into the show oh, just, you guys just chased one out one of my customers <laughs> guys just chased him out oh uh, don't go. leave what did we do we heard you guys talking 
And there he goes. There he goes. He's getting in his little car. Oh, and he smokes. He's zooming away. Yeah, he said, I don't want to buy anything from this guy that eats 86-year-old <laughs> pussy. I think that was Mark Tremonte, honestly. He just left. Yeah. Oh, man. Bummer, huh? There you go. Well, isn't there a guy that's still in there that's going to trade a bass? Or no, trade a, a guitar? Here, yeah. The guy that looks so like still... Slash. Oh, so he's still here. Yeah. yeah. He's still... That he's... Like Slash still that's that's the sale, man. That's the real customer. That's well, the real deal in. customer. It is. Let's see. Who else is watching tonight? Oh, my girl, Sandra Picorni. Ah, Picorni. Ah, Picorni. Ah, Picorni. Me love you long time. <laughs> let's see. Erica's watching. Oh, let's see. Who else? Kayla's watching. How you doing, Kayla? Good to see you. Long time no chat. <laughs> and everyone else, who else we got on? Who else we got? Uh, Steve Carmichael's in the house. <laughs> who's who's watching on Facebook, Johnny? I don't see the Facebook list. Uh, <laughs> Mark Tremont, Mark Zuckerberg Tremont drives a Kia, says Renus. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but hey, if uh, if Kurt with the C wants to call in, there's the phone number. <laughs> or C. anyone else. Or anyone yeah. else. Please call us. And we're live on Facebook. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. You know, I feel, I feel a real enthusiasm coming from you tonight, Johnny. I mean, just straight up energy. You are a fucking ball, <laughs> a tornado of energy tonight. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Call. He's been really busy lately. <laughs> if uh, you know, I don't know. Kurt with a C wants a. I was I was exhausted yesterday. Just, uh, what did you? Did we drive up to uh, somewhere, Santa Cruz or someplace? I drove two hours away yesterday. I was exhausted, and I did like three videos. For what? Um, <laughs> the gay men's health choir? What? No. <laughs> I ask a genuine question, and you to... shit all over it. I'm just saying, I want to know what videos he did. I watched a little bit. He he was hanging out with Laz and uh, Santa Cruz 360. That's right. I think I'm right in my yeah. guess, actually. That's right. Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, are you in here, man? It's always cool when you get to meet these people in person, and they're not crazy. And then you were hanging out with Keith Campbell on Sunday night, right? Or he Keith came Campbell? Are you stalking Johnny? Keith Campbell you, was you here. You know, like everywhere he's gone. David. Paul Wallace watched, was I here. His channel, man. I was guilty of watching his channel over the weekend. <laughs> oh, all right. As long as you're, you're not, the like, one that watches. Your car. Dane's yeah. following Johnny in his car. He's like, "Where are you going, Dean? Where are you going without me, Johnny? Is that another guy? Who are you hanging out with? It's not me, Johnny." They're pulling into a store. Let me take photos. Let me text their location. <laughs> Is the tracker on your car still working, Johnny? Oh my wow. Gosh. Dave knows where you are every minute, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, and that's cool. That's awesome. Is it? Is yeah. it really? It is. What else? We're giving away a Funko Pop. 21 entries. We got 87 watching. And climbing quick. So uh, hashtag now. win in the chat. 
and enter to win this incredibly cool Eddie Van Halen Funko Pop. Look how cool this is. Which you can't find anywhere in Phoenix. Yeah. Happy little Eddie, brand new in the box. Donated by Mr. Mick. Thank you so much. Hey, Alice Martinez in the chat. Hey, Alice. Hey, Alice. Alice. Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Dane, how was your show Saturday night that I didn't make it to because I was balls deep in somebody? Um, uh, it, it was fun. Uh, not much of an audience there. It's it's such a big place. You know, if you get a couple hundred people in a little tiny bar, it's jam packed. Get a couple hundred people, 150 maybe in the marquee theater. And you're kind of like, you can hear spiders crawling and stuff. So, uh, and they, and they have these look good. strobe lights. And so we're in the middle of a straw song and they start hitting these strobe lights going on me. And I'm like, Oh God. Oh shit. Oh God. I'm going to puke. Please turn those. Wayne, lights I'm going to hurl in my base. Just and I'm trying to keep, keep my eyes shut. And then finally, Oh, thank God they stopped with those lights. But yeah, I almost had a seizure. Do you have epilepsy? <laughs> no, I don't. Huh. And that's really problem. funny. But then we all went to No, it's the, not funny uh, to see somebody have an epileptic seizure. It's pretty fucking scary. No, I'm yeah, saying as far as far as Dane like reacting like that. Oh. Pictures and, look good. Um, I saw a lot of pictures. You know, everybody says we sounded great, but I think we sounded we sounded scared and afraid <laughs> that we were going to miss notes. You know how sometimes you get on stage and you're just afraid that you're oh, I'm going to miss notes. I'm going to miss notes. Everybody hears everything. But nope. It, the way that room is mixed where the drums are so huge and loud, you can't hear the bass playing. It's just like. But, like were, yeah. Did you just say there was nobody there, though? No, it's a very small crowd. It was for. Um, just little people. Lexi was it a small. Fox. It was a small. It was a small crowd in a big place, right? It, that's what it was. Very that's small. what. You, yeah, yeah, that's where it's embarrassing. And it was kind of nerve wracking. And we we were just we felt very uh, like we were just Ashamed. messing up and it wasn't very much fun. And, See, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the problem with a band that expects to have a crowd. When you, when you get used to playing a nobody, every night is Madison Square Garden. And now, see what Rock you... Daddy was there. And after the show, though, well, that's uh, cool. Rock Daddy and myself, we went to see the old band that I used to be in at a little bar up on McKellops or up on McDowell. And and we actually and it was packed. Got a little right? beer buzz going on. Everybody that Daddy, wasn't McDowell at your show was at that show, restaurant? right? Yeah, we had McDowell's more fun the at the little restaurant? bar after the show. Rock Daddy and says we could Daddy smell the fear midnight. in the audience. Rock Daddy yeah, Rock sees Daddy about says, midnight. He's like, "Hey, smell uh, the fear, Dana. I, I lost my my car keys. I'm like, come I lost on, my man. hearing. That's you just an excuse to get you in his car. Yep. you want me to give you yep. a ride home. And That's said, how okay. date rape happens, right there, Dane. Yeah, that was just an excuse to, <laughs> to put out. That's like you want to come for coffee. <laughs> Want to come in for a delicious bang energy drink? Yeah. Oh, I but, did meet a, or I, I ran into a, uh, I'll show you a photo. A child oh. with your car? I ran into a girl that I've had the hot <laughs> for for like 10 years. Yeah, it's always Was a good idea when you have child? a girlfriend to show another girl's picture on the internet. I on know, a show right? that your show could be, you know, your girlfriend could be watching. <laughs> 
I ran into an ex-girlfriend and I fingered her in the car. Oh, wait, my girlfriend may be watching the show tonight. Is that her on the right? <laughs> oh, oh, that's her on the left. <laughs> so wait a minute. That, that's, that's an ex-girlfriend. Hey, Dane. Dane, I got bad news for you. Hey, Dane, I got bad news for you. You know why I wasn't at your show? Because <laughs> I was balls deep in that girl. <laughs> oh. She showed up as a goof oh, to say, God. hey, I, I banged your friend. This is why you shouldn't have broken up with me. I sucked your friend's dick. Jesus. Problem is, she's like, uh, she's 20 years younger than me. That's that's a problem? I don't see a problem there. What What is the problem? What do you want other to than rant the, other than the old hag? Yeah, other than the fact that you could get her pregnant, I don't see a problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> Dane's like, ah, oh, it's a Me problem. getting her pregnant. She's, that's she's a joke. young and pretty. I don't like that type. <laughs> yeah, it's not Young, my type. pretty, stable. <laughs> she's mentally yeah. stable, financially stable. Not my type. Not my type at all, no. <laughs> Mancuda's like texting Dane right now. Give me her number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I already younger. have her number. I already have her number, and it's oh. 69. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, she Hi, could fog Ellie. up my glasses anytime. Oh, speaking of eating pussy, uh, Alice Martinez is eating chicken tacos right now. Oh, God. Thank you, Alice. That's nice. Yeah. But Dane, though. So she's 60. Yeah. Yeah. But Dane, seriously, though, when you when you play a show and, and it's a really small crowd, okay. play it like. Okay. I'm He's sorry. Working. Go ahead. Pl play it like. I'm going to shoplift this. I'm, I'm taking this while you're consider, on the air. Is that right? What you want to do is you want to consider it a rehearsal. Oh, He's is that got a guitar down his pants, Dane. Oh, He's so you didn't. Trust me. We consider every show a rehearsal. That's because, because you don't rehearse. We don't rehearse very often. So, yeah, sometimes we'll go from show to show. You do realize that there's a commensurate uh, cause and effect from not rehearsing and missing notes. By the way, for those of you uh, watching with the subtitles, sure. Paulie is not juggling testicles right now. I know he's going like this, but no. No, they'd that, be way down here because I'm in my 50s. There you go. <laughs> he's on the floor. Uh, let me pick these up. They pick this yam bag up. <laughs> Dane, so what, Dane, what Dane, happened finish your story so that people won't interrupt you again. Good luck with that. I forgot what story I was telling. Uh, uh, the the hot about chick why you, you took the picture with. Yeah, and, oh, why, and just, why you guys uh, broke we, up. We all went to a little tiny club, uh, a little tiny bar, and there was a band. And uh, I got up and uh, me and the singer <laughs> got up on stage with him and we did Mr. Crowley. And that was kind of fun. And I actually drank a couple of beers and did a shot, which I very, very ever, rarely ever do. Do I drink? And I got a little beer buzz, and and um, it, it was it was a fun night overall. But we had more fun after we left the big theater show, oh, and we just hung out at a little bar, you know. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah it was fun. So, so awesome. tell me about this beautiful blonde and why she's an ex. <clears throat> What no, happened? she's not an ex. I, I just, uh, she's just one of those girls that's always sort of kind of a groupie almost where she sort of would, would just follow the bands around. That's a groupie that I've been in. Yeah. That's a groupie. Did you ever hit that? No. Came really <laughs> the delay was worth that. The delay. I came really, I came, I came close 
one night. You mean you shot one like within a foot of her head or what? <laughs> She dodged it. <laughs> Jesus. No, you know sometimes you 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 just decide to be a gentleman and not no, just I don't. do it, and then you miss Have your opportunity not? forever, and that's kind of what happened there. Yeah, I don't decide to be a gentleman. <laughs> I I open the door for my mother, and I instinctively <laughs> almost grab her by the snatch, and and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Gotta catch myself. <laughs> I gotta catch myself. Oh, Jeez. A <laughs> hundred people watching this. Yeah, yeah thank you. Leave a thumbs up in the video <laughs> and uh be sure to be sure to enter for our Van Halen pop concert. Uh pop uh Funko Pop contest. Funko Pop. Tonight. Funko Pop contest tonight. It's one more Funko than this weekend. Giving that away later tonight. Just uh hit uh hashtag win in the chat to be entered otherwise leave a thumbs up in the video as well yeah let's see uh amanda says her loss dane yeah yeah because you know what you know how rare it is to find a gentleman looking to date these no, days no. around here <laughs> around anywhere <laughs> false flag well, there you all. Oh, sorry for the delay, Johnny. Sorry. I sorry, know Johnny. you were getting antsy. I know Johnny. you were in a mood. I hope that helps. I am Paul pretty chill, False Flag. Paul does have say? a photo in his phone that he should share with all of us that he showed me the other day. Is I it that girl snapper? I deleted that photo. Photo on your phone? I deleted that photo. It was it was in a fucking text. <laughs> deleted. Gone. Remember, you tried to get me to show it to Torgi, and I wouldn't show it to him either because it was gone. It yeah. doesn't exist. But yeah. that is uh, that is the apology for not being at your show. That's I it's a, fine. Yeah, I had a, really I had a it, bro. I had a prior engagement. You didn't really miss much, Johnny's... and again, we would have tried to. Then I would have tried to drag you over to the other bar where we were all just getting drunk and stuff. And I know that you don't want to be the next uh, DUI victim out in the not, world. Not on a not on a Harley. I don't. Yeah, definitely right. not. Bozik says Johnny's getting demonetized as we speak. I would like speak to point out, Johnny, that oh. not once, not once, no swearing, not at all, not once. Are you trying to be on like best behavior tonight or something, all Paulie? Is all this I'm a, saying, all I'm saying is, is this a let's see if you could do it? All I'm saying. Oh, now it's his first day back at work. Weren't you on vacation complaint. all last week? I was on vacation all last week. Oh, How yeah. nice of you to remember. Well, today he got back to to you know be. He was on the radio this morning. He didn't have. He can't cuss when he's on the radio. So no, no. That's why I do it on this show. Yeah, that's why yeah, I do it on this show. Yeah. I can't this do it on other things. I do. I can't curse on other things. I do. Unless yeah. it's like in a script. Uh, I literally, I can't curse. So we, we got to get it out, our frustrations out, out on it. this show. Tuesday mm -hmm. nights, we get our frustrations out. All of us get our frustrations out. Mm -hmm. Not all of us. Well, I do. That and in the shower, I get out my frustrations. <laughs> Why is my penis so small? It's because you're taking part of the shower. Oh, Keith Campbell getting a colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. Well done, brother. You should always have that checked. Absolutely. Get a colonoscopy. 
Speaking of colonoscopy, delicious bang energy drink. Always the right drink at the most inappropriate moment. Big news. Big, big news. Big news. Johnny, please give me a drum roll right now. This is big, big news. Big nudes. Brand new flavor, blue and and yellow limoncello. Oh, wow. New Bang Energy flavor debuting on our show tonight. Blue and yellow limoncello. Brand spanking new, right out of the bang vaults, blue and yellow limoncello. Somebody absolutely supporting the Ukrainians. Absolutely. Get it? Oh, I get it. Blue and yellow. Paulie, very astute catching that. Blue and yellow limoncello. That is indeed in support of Ukraine. There you go. Brand new from Bang. Let's see what it tastes like. They're asking me in the chat, what does it taste like? I don't know because I just got this. So I'm going to try it right here, right now. Brand new right here. Let's see if it tastes like Putin's gym. Tomorrow, your poop's going to be blue. That's what happens if you drink Motley Brew. That is delicious. Holy shit, that's good. You know what that tastes like? Like, nope. for real, no lie. It tastes like lemon meringue. It's so freaking good. How do they do that? That's that's the limoncello. But I mean, it, it tastes like I drink lemon those. meringue. I drink, I, I drink the, the LaCroix limoncellos all the time, yeah. Mm. Non-caffeinated. Keith Campbell says it's the taste of defiance. It's the taste of democracy and freedom. Fuck yeah, buy this. Blue and lello, yellow limoncello. It really is delicious. No shit. I always say that because their flavors are spectacular. Um, but that it really tastes like the aftertaste of a lemon meringue pie. Like you can taste like a meringue kind of flavor too. And I pray it's not Putin's jizz. Uh, but it really... It, Putin's jizz would might, be a great name for a band, by the way. You're welcome. Oh, absolutely. And False and flag. If you, says, if you haven't done the album print up yet, that's, that'd be the one for you. <laughs> Mike Nee says, tastes like moose and squirrel. Yes, tastes like moose and squirrel. On, onions and potatoes. Yeah, I'm I'm very proud to uh, fly this flag. Blue and, le- and yellow limoncello. Johnny, it is, it Johnny, is really uh, John Mancuda is flying a false flag. <laughs> Every time I watch the news and I hear there's a false flag, Russia's worried about a false flag operation, all I'm thinking is Putin's sitting there. He's going to change Johnny's lights. <laughs> He'll be re- releasing albums soon. Mm. If he has soon any money left after, album. after financing Bean program. Mm. Do you see that Talking giant event is Putin, live. Uh, Did you guys see footage of that big giant event that Putin put on where it was in the Coliseum and it was a rally? I thought that was your concert. I thought that was your concert. I thought I thought he came on. Yes, yes, Dane will be out soon. Dane will be out soon. <laughs> Whiskey but dogs. First, we must tell you about the evil of Ukraine. Is uh... <laughs> who is this? It's great stuff. Is that? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sounds like Kurt with a C. Who's looking? Where are you? Is this Target? Some somebody's sending in uh, fe- there's there's a Fender uh, Lego. Look at that. That's a Lego. 
Oh, that's kind of that, wait. Was that the one at Nam like uh, two years ago, three years ago? There was there was one of those, yeah. But no, this yeah. is yeah, yeah. The little amplifier that's made out of Legos. I seen the Tone King has one of those. He put it together, him and his kids. Is that where that's from? Tone King. Very cool. Is that the Tone King's Lego? Yeah. Who is this? Very cool, man. Very cool. Johnny has a a StreamYard t shirt. Does he really? Mm -hmm. No plug there. Is it the duck? What does it say, Jai? Is it, yeah, does it have similar. the duck? Does it have the duck yeah, on the I... back? or? Uh, no. Wait, the duck? There's the duck. You know, the duck with the with the headphones. There it is. There it is. There it is. That. There it That's is. not on the back of the shirt or anything? No. It's like the company's mascot. Why that would have been, a, that that would have been a second color and made the shirt more expensive. And False there Flag doesn't go. have that kind of budget. <laughs> Scottsdale third color. Who is this? Yellow. This that's 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 at the Scottsdale Target. Oh, nice! Now I know where to shoplift. I I'll think it was a guy it. that just left Dane's store. <laughs> you yeah, mean the guy that pocketed like, like, this all is that? A, this is a. I traded my base for this. <laughs> the guy that pocketed you know, all those strings. With, Dane didn't notice. The problem with those little Legos at my house is there's going to be like five thousand Legos just all over the floor. And you step on them in the middle of the night. No, my friend! (laughs) Nice. You know, Dane, you were you were talking about uh, a flashing light that was bothering you earlier. Yeah. You know, I I saw this, Paulie. Tell me if you saw this. There's this this commercial for a tactical flashlight. And it's it's the one where you could freeze it in ice. Look, it still works. You could run it over with your car. It still works. And it's an excellent defensive weapon. And it shows this burglar in the house, like robbing the place. And an old man walks down the stairs and is like, and he points the flashlight at him and it starts flashing like a blinking light. Uh, it's an offensive weapon. And the burglar's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, like the guy just shot him with a 12 gauge. Did you see this commercial? Do you know what I'm talking about? That was like me on stage the other night when they had them strobes going. I will tell you that. Um... If Has somebody anyone breaks, in the chat seen this commercial? If somebody breaks into your house and you have a Tack tactical, light. if you have a Tack tactical light. flashlight, it should absolutely be attached to something that will drop a person quickly like that. Absolutely, I I cannot imagine the guy. It's like the old man was Ben Kenobi coming down with a lightsaber. <laughs> he, he's coming down the stairs. He's like nine hundred years old. He's he's barely holding on. He sees a burglar <gasps> and he hits the light and it starts blinking at him. And the burglar's just oh my god. You know, it's like, what is that the guy? Wait, show him again, Johnny. That's the old man walking down the stairs. That was him. That was him. It, it was it was like you just shot lightning bolts out of Palpatine's hands at the burglar. The way this guy was reacting as if he just got shot. And meanwhile, in, in reality, the, the guy would be like, hey, 
come here, you motherfucker, and run over and you know, just break him in half or something and then continue stealing. But the way they make this flashlight sound with the way the blinking light is an offensive weapon, disorienting people, oh, scary, spooky stuff, ooh, disorienting. It's, I don't know what the hell... Has has anyone ever like fallen and, and and not been able to get up in pain and writhing agony from being struck with a, the the light of a flashlight blinking at them? Is it sounds, nuts? It's sounds like something you did while playing Dungeons and Dragons. I strike thee with the light of attack light. <laughs> I rolled it's, my. It's like that's seventeen hit points. It's like Buzz Lightyear. Bam, bam, bam. It's not even a laser. It's a little light that blinks. Arena said it was a fleshlight. A fleshlight. That would be different. Because then you're squirting jizz at them. And... No, this this was a tag light. It like eats the, the flesh sang. off your body. I mean, does anyone actually get disoriented to that point from a fucking flashlight? Probably. I mean, if that's what it's designed to do. I mean, do you do you do you do that when you walk into like a, a, a nightclub? It's like music's playing. You open the door. Bane does. What's worse <laughs> is when you're in the club all day and you live in Phoenix and then about nine o'clock in the morning, you go outside and it's light outside. Yeah, that's when you get like when you do one of those eggs, legs and kegs uh, promotions they used to do on radio where you would show up at a strip bar, you know, all night strip bar at like three thirty in the morning. And they start serving breakfast at four. Uh, and then you realize the promotion is over at six, six thirty, and you walk outside and it's already ninety-six degrees and the sun has cracked the horizon, it's hitting you right in the face. It's the, oh, this, um, the, the only thing scarier than than day shift stripper is walking out of a strip club when the sun is up. <laughs> Paul, um uh, Westwood Week. Are are you gonna be out there for a promotion out? What's the date on that? Uh, I'll be out all three days so all the, the, the you know friday thursday friday saturday is, is there one the where you're at the scottsdale harley davison uh probably yeah i, I got well, i got one i like it you know for those that you don't know arizona bike week is like daytona bike week only in arizona um and we have this huge concert venue uh out of a place it's called westworld where nothing can go wrong go wrong go wrong go wrong um <laughs> and they uh they have this huge concert venue. So like Rob Zombie is coming. Skinner is coming. Uh, I think Sounds like a usually a ZZ top social distortion, social distortion is playing. So it should be good. So, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a motorcycle rally and concerts and all that stuff. And um, because our radio station is sort of big with the Harley crowd, we're involved. Nice. And so, uh, and it happens to be my birthday week too. So that'll be a, a fun week to fun way to spend your birthday working the whole time. But unless you're, unless you're 20, your birthday doesn't matter anymore. It's just congratulations. You lived another year. I don't know. If Jack, I don't know if Jackal's going to be there, Christopher, although they have in the past. I'm talking about daylight strip clubs. That's when they put all the amputees. That's when they put cross-eyed uh, Melissa. She's out there. Lefty, the amputee, she's out there. It's like a freak show, the daytime strippers. The donkey show, that takes place in the day, yes. 
Yes, donkey show. <laughs> Christopher Live Sawa says uh, those tack lights can be run over by a Russian tank. Should we be sending those to Ukraine? Probably. Should we send like thousands of tack lights and drive? Wouldn't that be the thing? That, wouldn't that be hilarious them? though? If that was like the supply thing that caused us to enter into World War Three? <laughs> they like, sent tack lights. Tack light. That is it. Must kill. <laughs> Hypersonic missile, quick tack light! Ha! It it disoriented the missile and threw it off. Yes, the tack lights. Everyone, grab a tack light! Wow! Did you know those uh, uh, things that the the single shot missile things that they Penises. fire off? Those things are forty thousand dollars each, and That's then it? you just throw the whole device away. But wait mm -hmm. a minute, that's all that costs? Like a stinger? No, it's not the stinger, it's the other one. What's the other one called? But it's the thing that takes out a tank, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Paulie, we got uh, Paulie, that's worth all 40 you Gs. In the eyepiece. You can learn how to use it in like an hour. I'm and, in. Uh, 40, yeah. 40 Gs? 40 Gs for one of those, and then you just throw it away after that. Imagine doing that to your neighbor on Halloween, like someone you really hate. You're thinking of like egging their house, but it's not enough. You know, they've been a dick all year. You know, well, I'd like to point this out. A javelin. Uh, Dane. Yeah, it's a javelin. 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 Um, Dane, those missiles might be forty thousand dollars a piece, but the tank and or helicopter that they're taking out is oh, yeah. more expensive. Oh, so when you look at the economics of it. To spend oh, yeah. forty to drop several million dollars out of the sky oh, seems yeah. like an equitable investment. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. Listen, we used to call I'm those Lincoln logs. Fun. If if I could take out my neighbor's Land Rover on Halloween, I'm in. Oh, that's what I've, I've I've mentioned to a friend. Uh, if you don't know what Dragon's Breath is, Dragon's Breath is shotgun ammo that shoots like a flamethrower. It looks. It literally looks like a Dragon's Breath when it comes out of the barrel of your gun. And I've got a neighbor that likes to fire off fireworks at times where fireworks shouldn't be fired off, you know, just in the middle of the middle of the night and a random night at like two o'clock in the morning. And I know where they come from. I want to get some dragon's breath so that when he starts launching his, his fireworks, he sees exactly where I shoot them down from. What do you think of that, Dane? <laughs> Dane's what? out. What? He's chasing a shoplifter <laughs> right now. That guy just ran out the door with a base. Slash, come back! That that guy, he wanted to trade in. He wanted to trade that guitar towards uh, towards something. Pack of strings. That dude. He couldn't. He couldn't get Dane's attention. Dane was so engrossed in the show. So yeah, we were we were we went on stage and blah blah. Sir, sir, I want to buy something. Yeah, no, and and we had a great time and the show went well. And uh, you know, I was a little nervous on stage, but sir, I really want to buy something. I'll trade you this bass for that pack of strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought uh, I got teased. I thought he was coming back. Wait, oh, he's doing an unboxing. Oh, there's an unboxing. Boom. All day, all night. All day, all night. I know we're You've got to take that screen grab right there and get creative. There it is. All day, all night. I've been to Point Pleasant, New Jersey, down there at the racetrack. There's the GIF. You know how you can make a GIF out of sections of the show? That's it right there. That's the moment you want to book. You can clip that. That can yeah, be Hannon. Show him how, Johnny. 
What the fuck is that? What are we, Lord of the Ring? Is there a hobbit in your store? What is that? Is that Aragorn? (laughs) Jane, you do realize the last time you pulled that sword, I had to bring a gun to a sword fight. The wearer of the ring, the bearer of the ring. Dane, did you just pull that out of a stone? (gasps) In case someone tries to shoplift. That would have been so good. It goes right through the palm of his hand. (laughs) Live on the show. Got to top my fucking nose pick. That's good TV. Nice. Whose sword is that modeled after, Dane? Dane, whose sword is that modeled after? Guitar Max. (laughs) This is great. This is the best unboxing ever. Is Jay here? No. Wait, so that's from Jay? Jay sent sent that back? If he's not here, I ain't opening it. Jay! It was part of the. What are you? What are you? You're talking. You're, you're calling out the Jay. If he's not watching, he can't hear you. No. <laughs> Jay, jump in. It's like when you talk into someone's voicemail. Pick up the phone. Dane is going to open your guitar. Dan is going to open your guitar. It says Dan. There yes. can be only one guitar. And Bozik gets the animated Lord of the Rings movie reference. Thank you, Bozik, yep. for getting that. That was funny when you pulled that gun that night. <laughs> he yes. had that gun right up. Was like, oh, shit. What? The night you he pulled I the think gun that was, that, was a, that was a Saturday night, uh, Saturday night show. Dane whipped oh. out his sword to challenge everybody, and I decided. Oh, pull, pull the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I decided my, law, my lawyer, uh, uh, Isaiah, I, my, Isaiah Mossberg, Came to, <laughs> to negotiate a settlement. <laughs> Glenn Danzig eats cum says that's my cir- circumcision knife. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen Glenn Danzig eats cum. Yeah, really. Well, thank Welcome God he's here, and thank God he's here and hungrily craving uh, protein. Oh boy. Thank you. Well, Dan, you've got to open that guitar. Or to be a member of Man of War. I mean, how much fun? The, the reason to First put of all, it's not Man of War. It's Man of War. Man of War. Man of War. Remember, all play, all men play on 10. That's one of the Dana, stupid Man of War songs. Are you going to open that guitar? Are you, you, are you uh, ready to have sex with it? Are you just going to... Jay's going to come around. Oh, Jay will come. If you uh, Wait, what? open it and they will come. Everybody text Jay right now. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, we're all wondering, is that is that a guitar Jay sent back? Or does, or does Dane have something brand new that Jay might actually want? No, here, here's the deal. I have a guitar. I know what that, that is. That belongs to Jay. I now violated is. with both penis and sword. And I will sell this guitar. To, to Jay. Anybody in the chat. Wow, Mike Neese. Tonight? Nice Moyle reference. For the amount of money that I have into this guitar. You'll sell it for the amount of money you have into it? Yep. And you know how much that is? That's $1,350. And, and, and this how much is, I have into this guitar. This is the guitar that Jay sent back? or This is Jay's guitar that we did a trade. They trade. I sent did a trade. Blue Ibanez and he sent me this. Well, let's see what it is. <laughs> let's see what it is. I don't think Jay's watching, but... <laughs> He knows what's in the box already. Why does Jay have to be watching if he if he knows what's in there? 
Well, just in case it's damaged or something. Well, I'm sure he can watch the rerun. What if it's damaged? It's for Gile. It's in a major award. <laughs> it's Italian. Hellstorm is texting Jane Hannon. Dane is opening your guitar right now, Jay. Damn. Jay's like, I'm wiping Killian's ass right now. Talk to you guys <laughs> later. Jay's like, I scored the neck for easy smashing already. So again, this is for sale tonight. Uh, first $1,300, you said, Dane? Dane, how much is this if someone wants to buy it tonight? Tomorrow during business hours. $1,350. $1,350. Well, tomorrow during business hours, you said, right? But not tonight. Tomorrow during business hours, right? Uh-oh. What could it be? Oh, that's very funny. Steve Carmichael said you should return it to Jay. I know, right? <laughs> Agreed. That would be funny. This thing's going back. <laughs> Look at that puppy. Here, Brad, do me a favor. Take the case. Thank you, thing. Wow. <laughs> that is officially the nicest guitar in your shop today. Yeah. Paul will be right over. Tell, nope. Paul, he's driving right now. Nope. I might not buy stuff from, Jay, from Dane anymore. He doesn't buy things from me. Not the lemonade stand didn't work out, Paulie. No. Paulie opened a lemonade stand and uh, and brothel during the vacation he was on for a week. Play a C chord. Nice. Still in tune. He knows a C. Bouncy C. It's out of tune, man. I'm gonna skip it back. It's out of tune. Of course, a it's bouncy out of tune. C. Actually, I. It's funny. Everybody thinks I want. Those I, I'm not a huge fan of the Fender EVH. Every nose smells like porn. I have one. Yes, it does. I have. Uh, I actually have one of Jay's. I have Jay's Old Stripe Wolfgang. It's nice. a great guitar. It's the only one I need. So tell us about that guitar, Dan. Tell your potential customer audience right now about this guitar. Well, honestly, I don't know anything about it. Well, take a look for a minute. Where is it made? Made in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dan, you know, that's the one people want. I know it. Made in Japan. Bye, Brian. And it's got this, uh, that giant brass block that he put in there. Ooh. Yeah, F.U. Tone. F.U. Tone. Johnny, where did he get that block from? He got it from F.U. Tone. FU-Tone.com, proud sponsor of the show. If you want your own brass block that is not attached to that guitar, go to FU-Tone.com. They can hot rod your guitar with all the accessories you want, noiseless springs, big brass blocks, 
tuners, titanium parts, fu-tone.com, your home for super hot rodding, customizing your guitar. Thank you, fu-tone.com. All right. Yes. Oh, that's that's nice. That's a beautiful cream wolfie. Zebra pickups. What type of pickups does it look like are in those stock? Well, those no, they're they're proprietary EVH Wolfgang pickups. Right. So those are, those are the stock pickups for the guitar. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's that thing attached to the low E string, Dane? Well, that would be your D tuna. D tuna. Oh, is that a new one, <laughs> Johnny? Do we have a new no. sponsor? Not. Well, I've had this for years. D tuna okay. and and if you tone are one and the same. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was their Ish. piece. Okay. Well, you yeah, can D- go to fu-tone.com and get a D-Tuna. Adam essentially came up with the idea and Eddie licensed it. And oh, nice. Name okay. And, and made Adam filthy rich off of it. <laughs> All right. Well, that works. If Adam makes money, we and good like for that. him. And good for Adam. Yeah. Cheers to Adam Reaver. He's one of the best in the game. Absolutely. Proud sponsor of the show. You betcha. And what's Everything name? Adam does for your guitars makes your guitar better there's not i've never heard i've never heard of anything that adam reaver is involved in that is a waste of time and or money to for your guitar everything he touches turn is better he's just that guy there's certain guys like that look what amanda coombs suggests you should buy that guitar and pop a red lead tessie switch in there tessie switch another proud sponsor of the show thank you lovely amanda coombs tessie switch when you want the best professional grade kill switches on the market you go to tessie switch tessie switch has light up kill switches customizable kill switches all different sizes he has the arcade game ones that i love so much tessie switch that's where you want to go and put one of those in your wolfgang and be just like van halen the old school that I, i love the idea that the kill switch has now become an accessory to the guitar. Back in the day when Ace Fraley did it, he just turned one of the volumes down and beat the shit out of his switchcraft until it snapped. Yeah. <laughs> until well, the guitar saves starts you from smoking. having to do that. But yeah, Ace, Ace of course. Uh, He's the guy that was really school. the... He was the guy that really brought that idea of the kill switch to the mainstream. Should get credit for it. Doesn't really. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. He's the guy that did it. And then, of course, the guys in Seven Dust in the beginning of Will. Uh, Black is great. I'm going to say maybe Ace did it first, but of course he did it in the name of Kith when we did things for the fans, which we still do. And, and a nominal not fee. so much, though. And a nominal fee. We did get a nominal fee, Gene. Thank you. Did anybody go to that uh, or hear anything to that uh, that festival that they did in Nashville this past weekend? It was, I guess, Ace and Peter were supposed to play together. And Vinny Vincent, did Vinny show up? These are questions Vinny, that we need answered. Vinny was supposed to show up to that? Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be all the ex-members of KISS, like doing like a, you know, it was called Creatures Fest. And it was basically, it was was about, because there's a KISS album called Creatures of the Night, Johnny. Um, And so it was called Creatures Fest and all the extra, all the old KISS guys were all supposed to be there. And it was like a KISS convention without the guys in KISS being paid their nominal fee. Nominal fee. Nominal fee. But wait a minute, we don't get any money from that fest gene? We should be paid. We absolutely should be paid. If it was anything to do with Kiss, we should absolutely be paid. Ace Freely, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick. 
Wait, is this real? Quiet Riot, Tri Trickster, Vixen, and that's enough. John that's Karabi. Creatures Fest? That's all Creatures Fest, Johnny? CreaturesFest.com. I mean, props wow. to Quiet Riot. Those guys are working really hard right now. Speaking of getting hard, delicious bang energy drink. Uh, no, uh, actually, Keith Campbell has a question in the chat. Uh, Mancuda, what would I do if I wanted a custom wound pickup? Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that as by coincidence, one of the sponsors of the show happens, happens to be Vinum Custom Pickups. Vinum Custom Pickups, maker of the Mancuda Custom. Vinum Custom Pickups, when you want a custom pickup, a boutique-grade pickup, hand-wound, you go to Vinum Custom Pickups. Vinum Pickups will help you with your tone the tone of your guitar when you want extra tone you put in a vinum custom pickup for your tone so vinum custom pickups you tell craig vinum what you want and he will make it for you you want a duncan jb that's a little Is less muddy he will hand wind a pickup for you like that vinum custom pickups thank you craig vinum vinum custom pickups thank you, you craig go. vinum and thank you for the question and I think your microphone is like pointed the wrong direction. Mine? Mm -hmm. Really? Is it out of phase? Sounds, you sound like far away, farther away than. Really? Am I not coming in clear? Check one, two. That's uh, more on two. Tuesday makes a return. It is checking more on Tuesday. Let's see. It should be, it should be all right. No? By the way, check once one, again. Two. No? Once again, as because we haven't talked any 80s metal yet. Check. Yet. Here's your 80s metal for the night. Helix, everybody. It's Helix. Helix, the cat. The wonderful Didn't I just cat. bring up Quiet Riot a minute ago? No. Quiet yes, Riot is did, doing actually. a great job. They've got Rudy back in the band. and those How guys are they are doing a great everywhere. job? Because they are out playing every night of the week. They're out somewhere doing a great job. Okay. Nice. Uh, real quick, um, I'm just reading. Steve Carmichael says that Vinnie Vincent had a private listening party for his new album recently. He showed up, yeah. Really? Yeah, he showed up for it. Somebody did a, like an on-the-couch interview thing. I saw a clip of it. Where <laughs> Vinnie on the couch? Shocking. <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> he does. He does. He does look an awful lot like Ileana Douglas now. Oh God, yeah. So what? What was? The, how was the uh, the new album? Has anyone heard it yet? Because I I like his work, even it's, though he's I, and I think he's black. calling it another Vinnie Vincent Invasion album. I think it's Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Who's the frontman on it? I don't know. Is it Robert uh, Fleischman? I would think it would be Fle Fleischman was the guy that is. I know it's not Mark Slaughter. No. And I know he wanted to do more work with Robert Fleischman. For those that don't know, Robert Fleischman was the frontman on the first Vinnie Vincent Invasion album, which was terrific. And the second Vinnie Vincent Invasion album, which was also terrific, was Mark Slaughter. Uh, but obviously, Vinnie had a fallout with both of them, but made up with Fleischman, not so much Slaughter. And he did say that he would like to do another album with Fleischman. I don't know if... Uh, does anyone in the chat know? Who the frontman on that album is i didn't even know that he was finishing an album out joe hervey wants to know was there any potato salad at this uh at this event any of vinnie's famous homemade potato salad here you go <laughs> did he charge 500 dollars a piece we have the vinnie vincent invasion two different versions of the first album 
Nice. What what's the difference on those versions, Paulie? Um, one track? is Jap one is Japanese. They have a different album cover. Is it just the cover, cover or are the tracks the same? Uh, well, I can't read the tracks on the on the Japanese one because the fucking printing is ridiculously small. Nice. And in um, Japanese. And in Japanese. So there's that. And then of course we have Dane missing. Yeah. Dane's like yeah. Vinnie Vincent. He just doesn't. So uh, here's doesn't the here's the U.S. the U.S. and the Japanese first Vinnie Vincent invasions. They do have the same cover for the most part, and then you have All Systems Go, which is the second record. That's the one with Slaughter. Yeah. Now, someone said in the chat, uh, him and Fleischman aren't friends. They were not friends for a while. Now, again, I haven't gotten the latest latest update on them, but when Vinnie uh, came back out into the public eye, and he hasn't come uh, out yet. And, and had events, giggity, and had events uh, with him giving interviews recently. He did an acoustic set with Fleischman, and said, "Hey, you know, they kind of made, you know, mended fences." Now I don't know if that lasted, but he said, "Hey, I'd love to do another album with you." Now I don't know because I'm just hearing about I this new album I want to do another now. album with you. I want to do another album with you. I actually heard Burning Bridges last night for the first time in a while. Huh? I heard Burning Bridges for the first time in a while last night. It was fun. I love that song. That's Mark Slaughter's tribute to Vinnie Vincent. To Vinnie Vincent. It's a complete, yeah. it's a diss track for the kids in the hip hop world. It's an absolute <laughs> slam in the face. And thank you, Boner. Boner likes my uh, my temporary glasses situation. At least I'm not squinting tonight because the medicine is working, but uh, I still can't, uh, you know, I still have to wear glasses for another two, three days. So thank you, Boner. But Thank uh, you, Boner. Yeah, no, I, I, I would love to hear if uh, if that, if anyone has any information on that new Vinnie Vincent album, let me know because I'm very curious if Fleischman did come together with Vinny, or is it just would you call yourself vi curious <laughs> see what you did there little stevie vi is going to play a composition on the guitar on the guitar he wrote it all by himself all by himself okay, stevie okay stevie yeah bring your little three friends with you <laughs> that's Steve vi what a nice little what boy a nice little boy i wrote the song because i'm gonna be a big guitar hero I wrote this song for all my friends. When I grow up, I'm going to be a famous guitarist. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. Creatures Fest. Oh, it's this weekend. Oh, so there's still time for Vinny not to show up. March mm -hmm. 12th. So wait, what? it says, will, for will former guitarist Vinny oh, Kiss guitarist May 27th. Vinny Finally released a new album. So all signs point that way as the guitarist held a private listening party of his reportedly completed album at Blackbird Studios in Nashville, Tennessee on March 12th for a few select people, including organizers, giggity, of the upcoming Creatures Fest. <laughs> so the Creatures Fest is coming up still, but apparently there is some material in the can, giggity. But doesn't say if uh, Fleischman's involved. Scroll down more. Come on, Johnny. Let's scroll. Scroll down. Let's see. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, former Kiss alumni Vinny Vincent Ace, Fraley, Peter Chris, and Bruce Kulick, along with Vixen Quiet Riot, Enough's Enough. That's a, that's a great lineup. I would go see that. Because at least the other guys will show up if Vinny doesn't. Uh, yesterday was a day I never would have imagined in my life. Vinny Vincent has not only been working with us on Creature Fest, but is working closely with Neil, Brian, and Dale to record a new record. Last night we got to listen to the completed album and even blew a speaker. Uh, obviously, he had uh, he had the, the singer from Nitro in there. Who was the speaker? Yeah, who 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 <laughs> was speaking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good one, Dan. That was excellent. Paulie, was that you? Yeah, yeah, that was Paul. I didn't say that. I'm not Paul, even near Paulie, that. Bravo, lady. bravo, man! You just won Thank you. it up, man. Thank, Thank you. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to point out to, I forget who it was. <laughs> Somebody says I have my period tonight. So I wanted to say, yeah, but I can still be funny when I'm on my period. <laughs> that was, that wasn't even just funny. That was just fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just still reading. It's all about loud. timing. It really is about timing. Uh, at Blackbird Studios timing. in Nashville for a private listening party. So Vinny was listening to someone's privates. Yeah. Well, uh, he's 15 year old me would never believe one day I'd be in a limo with V eating sushi i mean there's so many way, jokes that's, creep, that that's so creepy <laughs> 15 year old 15 year old rosie is safe though because it's a female oh it's oh okay it's a girl yeah she's safe yeah she's safe rosie uh, live in a limo with v i think she means her vagina eating sushi i think she also means her vagina while watching him be uh, interviewed or in a control room while he is beaming with joy over his work uh, yeah it's only been 30 something years since he's done anything yeah <laughs> finally the album is complete and off to press what a truly amazing experience just a few cell phone shots for now more picks to come so wait a minute the cell phone by the way picks? the words the words amazing and vinnie vincent haven't been used since 1983 except when the police walked in his house and found those and saw all the dogs. dogs yeah the fucking yeah. dogs yeah vinnie vincent is the is the michael vick of music false flag says vinnie should do a tour of russia and ukraine Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Putin be like, "I surrender. Stop playing, please." That sound yes. is annoying. All right. Fun. Play something appropriate. Super, ashes super annoying. to ashes. Uh, no, not ashes to ashes. Love kills. No, nothing with kills. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Uh. So let, let's see. Are there photos with it, Johnny? I'm I'm looking. I'm all excited. I have a raging boner now thinking of uh, of new Vinnie Vincent music because, like I said, I Funny, do love. So his does music. Vinnie Vincent. I, <laughs> I I love Vinnie's work. I do. I mean, when it's not like instrumental only stuff, when there's actual songs, melodic songs with singers. Um, I'm I'm very 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 high on Vinnie Vincent's work. He's a crack job. He's totally a, a, a nut bar. But uh, really, yeah, I feel really the same. Stuff. I feel the same way about a lot of the early Ingve material up until you know. Um, oh, same thing. I, I guess Eclipse, like the first six Ingve records, to me are fantastic. Ingve is a flaming asshole. Um, in fact, John and I both commented on something that somebody posted the other day about Ted Nugent about how people can't separate Ted Nugent, the person, from Ted Nugent, the, the, music. the politician, and the music. 
um, you know, Ted Nugent, you know, one of the greatest guitar players to ever step on the, on the planet. Um, you just got to just take, listen to his music. I don't give a shit what he does. Yeah. I mean, stage, as long stage, as I enjoy his music, I enjoy his music. Yeah. Off the stage is his private life. I mean, you By know, the way, on stage, he's the Motor City Madman. Catch right. Scratch Fear is an amazing Uncle Ted. song. He's Uncle Ted. Uh, he's great. Uh, Renus Pinkle asked a very interesting question, which is, didn't Vinny speed up uh, the tape on his first album to make the solos faster? Yes, he did, but that's a new. That's not a new concept. Les Paul did that back in the 40s. Les Paul, when he was playing these solos that were incredibly fast to begin with, um, would speed them up even faster, which is why they sound almost like keyboards or... or you know, like a harp. Vinny have harpies? Yes, Kevin Bethel, one of the harpies? greatest guitar players. Ted Nugent was one of the biggest guitar heroes on the planet in the 70s. The three biggest guitar players at one point in America were Ted Nugent, Ace Fraley, and Peter Frampton. I'm going to add uh, Joe Perry in there as well. No, not yeah, at that time. Were, guitar heroes, were, like guys that were that, like, um, and Steve Miller, that, like those were the big four guys in the in the mid seventies that were when you were if you were a guitar player, it was fucking those were your guys. Yeah, I remember well, when that is. live album came out, and there's that uh, you know the, about the Nashville pussy and all that. Man, the kids mm -hmm. in my school were like, "Holy crap! Did you you want to hear this?" And then that Wang Tang, sweet like, well, you can turn around and get the fuck out. And now we heard that on a on a record. We were like, "Wow!" Yeah, <laughs> it's stuff. funny that the the Tom Schultz's, Kai Matthews, and the Jimmy Pages at that time were not considered singular guitar heroes. You're we're talking about guys who were who were outside of their bands being considered bigger. Jimmy Page was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was massive. And, and that, you know, that first Boston album, a buddy of mine, we're just talking about this uh, last night is just a brilliant document of music, you know, musicality. And Tom Schultz in hindsight was the genius of it. But back in the day, Ted Nugent was headlining fucking festivals in the seventies. Stadium, huge stadiums, yeah, stadiums and yeah, shit. I mean, stadiums. he was the guy. Um, if you if you don't listen to Catch Scratch Fever and just just slam something, whether you slam your ham or or just bang your head, I mean that's a rocking rocking track. And Jimmy Page from 1976 on was sort of a nightmare. Um, Jimmy Page's best work had been done before 1976. People forget that after 19, you know 1976 was when the song Remains the Same came out, which was recorded on the 1973 U.S. tour. And then they released Presence, which in comparison to the rest of the Zeppelin catalog was not a big hit and still is considered, quote unquote, the weakest Led Zeppelin album, even though it's fantastic. And then In Through the Outdoor, which was John Paul Jones, pretty much he had taken control of the band because Page was balls deep in heroin at the time. So Jimmy Page, prior to 1976, had already done the masterful work for Led Zeppelin. From, from 1976 through 1979 for Led Zeppelin, those last three years of the band's existence, they were not good. History has elevated that music to a legendary level, but at the time, those were not considered big records. Cat Scratch Fever was considered a bigger record in the United States than Presence at the time. Think about that. Huge. Frampton Comes Huge. Alive was a bigger record than Presence. I mean, those, those were massive records at the time. Let's see. Looking at the chat, Jimmy Ray Hawkins saw Nugent for his 50th birthday at the House of Blues on Sunset, which you're right is no longer there. Killer show. Um, he's a he's a live artist. Hurricane 
Who I mean, Ted? Just Ted Nugent. Uncle oh yes, Ted, no Ted. Nugent. Ted shows are, and it's you know I, I had him sit in. He hosted an entire, co-hosted an entire show with me a couple of years ago, um, and we you know we agreed to not talk about politics, which is fine. Yeah, um, look, we could all agree to disagree on that. Yeah, that's not that's music. fine. But but as that's a music, what he does. And as a guy, here's the thing about Ted Nugent that you'll find out first and foremost: as outspoken as he is politically and whatever it is that you want to talk about regarding Ted. His first love, without a doubt, music. And hunting. Then, hunt, then hunting, then politics. But he is a fucking student of and, music. And you know, it's strange that, that Ted Nugent had a lead singer that nobody even knows about. Nobody well, Derek, knows. Derek St. Holmes is fantastic. Yeah, nobody knows that. Everybody thought that was Ted singing. Right. And Meatloaf sang a on a couple of records on Free For All. He sang a couple of songs. That's cool. Oh, wow. So free, Ted is free for all is great. Stranglehold. Ted gets stuff. it. Ted totally gets it. Um, Mango yeah. Tango. He's he as a he's a fan of music first. So if you just take him on face value, he understands that James Brown and Chuck Berry and the old R and B blues masters are the reason why we celebrate music today. He has great infinite respect and knowledge when it comes to that stuff. Keep in mind, Ted was around before rock and roll. Yeah, Ted's in his seventies. Ted was around before there was rock and roll. He's like Lemmy. You know, he remembers yeah. when rock and roll happened. Think about right. that. There was, you know, none of us are old enough. Johnny might be old enough, but none of us are old enough to remember <laughs> the time before rock and roll. There was music, then yeah. rock and roll happened, and Ted was there. So he gets it yeah. and is that sort of, he, he, he's the flag bearer for this is what rock and roll meant culturally. And worldwide, the worldwide ripple effect of what it was. And he celebrates that. Now, again, what would you say? 19, 1954 Elvis Presley or? or no, Rocket uh, 88. Perry or what? Rocket 88 when that first happened, which, by the way, was written by Ike, T Ike Turner. Um, what year was that? Ike, don't hit me again, Ike. That Ike? I don't remember. 40-something or 50, early 50s. Rocket when was the Bill Haley in the comments? A com also, comment. also. Well, see, there's a thing. There are two rock and rolls. There was the Little Richard rock and roll, and there was the Bill Haley rock and roll. The Little Richard, Fats Domino, Chuck Berry was for one group. The Jerry Lee Lewis, Bill Haley, uh, Buddy Holly was for another group. I like Little Richard, man. I like Little Richard. So do I. He used uh, to live on. He used to live in the. Uh, in the what do you call it? Um, the. Uh, yeah. The, the riot house. He lived. He lived uh, in the Continental Hyatt House. Bozik brings up an interesting point. This this is a little known fact. Ted Mike, Nugent, nineteen fifty one. By the way, Ted Nugent and Tom Morello are best friends, and they are as far politically apart as you could be. Both outspoken politically on the far right and far left, and they can get along. So can we all. Put it aside and enjoy the music. Absolutely. I don't give a, sh I don't give a shit about that stuff, man. Thank you, uh, Bozy. Let's let's make it clear. Politically, all politicians are fucking scumbags and thieves, and they all profit by keeping us divided. And the longer we argue about it, the more money they make. So, uh, that's, Amanda that's Coombs where, that's doesn't understand. Amanda Coombs doesn't understand Wango Tango. It's like the Three Stooges of rock music. It's not even the song doesn't even matter. It's the riff. It's the riff. It's the just groove fun. and the riff. Yeah, the riff and the the riff and the groove are great. I mean, Blue Moon, bop 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 dang da dang ding a dong do. That's fucking dumb too. But but we love it. We love the the groove of it. 
Uh, Christopher Live Sawa took his old lady to see Uncle Ted in 2019. She blacked out cold and fell to her knees during a blazing rendition of Paralyzed. It fucking ruled. Hell yeah. That's a good show. But that's one of the things that's one of the things that that doesn't get spoken of is his his brilliance as a guitar player. He's one of those guys that you watch him play and he's not a guy that taps. He's not a guy that that beats the shit out of the whammy bar, but he rocks. No, he he's, he's, he he's rocks. uh he just he's he did during the eighties. Yeah, yeah, he did. When he was playing Lincoln's the PRS. He he played a PRS with a tremolo on it in mm-hmm. the damn Yankees. I wanted one. It seems strange to see him playing a PRS. And also, yeah. Dane, were you happy with that guitar that Jay sent you? Sure. Okay. You're not gonna sure. send it back like Jay would. Nah. <laughs> He says, "I never." And again, if anyone in the audience is watching and wants to, condition. If anyone in the audience is watching and wants to buy that guitar from Dane, Dane, how can they reach you? Uh, You can call my phone number tomorrow during the normal regular business hours, which are. These guys know how to get a hold of me. You can Google it, Zim's Guitars. There you go. Yep, nothing like making it more difficult than it needs to be. There's the phone number. Give it's him a, a call. T- it's tiny first text 1350. On that. First 1350 <laughs> in there. Gets Cemetery. that guitar. Formerly owned by a rock star by the great Jay Hannon of the band Gizmachi. Mm-hmm. And Zim's currently. Current and and right from the hands of Zim's. Yeah. And if I could Fresh. get Cobra Kai to make me a new business card, I would really appreciate that. You Word to out to Cobra Put all Kai. our faces on there. There you, there you go. go. Something like that. Word out to Cobra Kai. Put the sad ace on there. The poison. Yeah, put the poison album cover on there. Ooh. Or nice. maybe on the back. There you See go. The back. Here we there go. See the back of the there. card. There we are. Look at those hotties. Plenty of room. Look at those hotties. Plenty of room here on the back. I still, I still think I look like fat Mila Kunis. I look like the living embodiment of Meg Griffin without the glasses. What do you think I look like? Holy shit. I look like a truck when, stop whore. Wendy Joe Sperber. <laughs> Wendy Spermer. Wow. Uh, a lot of people are talking in the chat, by the way, some of the great stunts that uh, that Nuge did on stage, shooting a giant bow at a giant Osama bin Laden prop on stage, uh, shooting out fake flaming arrows into the audience. Uh, swinging out on a vine. Ted is not called the Motor City Madman for nothing. He is a showman. He is a true showman in that way. I have a, uh, I have a friend who worked in Detroit radio who claims that um, Ted Nugent put a Bowie knife in a guy's chest in downtown Detroit one night because he, they tried to mug him. He wasn't carrying a gun at the time. Uh, this was before Ted started carrying guns. Uh, and it sort of, contributed to his uh Leg- love for legacy. firearms yeah so back this was back in the 60s when he was still with the m boy dukes apparently this guy's name was larry miller he was a dj a radio dj rock and roll dj he's dead now um and he said that the story was that ted was walking through downtown detroit and somebody tried to mug him and ted basically put a hunting knife in the guy's chest as they should man good for him yeah so that was uh, uh and, and i have no reason not to believe the story Leo Safko says mm-hmm. Ted shot Derek St. Holmes in the ass once. True story. It's possible. 
It's very possible. I mean, let's face it. Ted Ted has made some questionable decisions, like becoming, you know, the legal guardian for his underage girlfriend. Yeah. Look, you don't have to agree with everything about Ted. Just enjoy what he is. And that's a rock legend. And and damn Yankees. How about that? Yeah. Can and by the way, Hellstorm. That the mix? That's what I like. Hellstorm, I don't have the second Whitford St. Holmes album, the reunion one. I didn't buy it. I, I wasn't interested in it. Um, but I do have the original Whitford St. Holmes record, which is the record that uh, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith and Derek St. Holmes from Ted Nugent did when Brad left Aerosmith. Um, it's a fantastic record. Um, it was uh, it was on Columbia Records. It was produced by Jack Douglas, the guy that produced both Ted Nugent and Aerosmith Records. So Jack Douglas was like a house producer for CBS Epic Records. Um, so if you're interested, there is a there is an album just called Whitford St. Holmes, and then there's another one called Reunion, which I think was packaged with a remastered version of the first Whitford St. Holmes record, which is out of print, which I have here somewhere. Hang on. I'll find it. Paul, Brad or Joe, who's the better um, Aerosmith uh, guitar player? Joe, Why are you eating, talking with your mouth on? Yeah, Joe dang. writes the better. Uh, Joe writes the Colonel's? better songs. Oh. Joe writes the better songs. Derek is the better player. <laughs> Dane sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> Paul, say that again. I said. Brad is the better player. Joe writes the better songs. Is that the big cup? Got milk? Was that put in that with that guitar? Because Jay was eating those that other night. Yeah, Jay said <laughs> those Reese's cups, the like case. the big one. He found it in the case. What was that? Jay was eating the big one the other night? <laughs> that was in there? There you go. <laughs> So wait, that's not coming with the guitar anymore, Dane? It's funny because Derek St. Holmes looks look like Slash on this album cover. There he is. He does kind of look like hair. Slash. So that's the old the old Whitford St. Holmes record that you can't you can't get, get anywhere anymore. anymore. So what's a better listen, Paul? That record or the um, which one do you um, turn off faster? Uh, Joe Perry. Uh, you, the one about uh, well, Joe, Joe Perry has like six them. solo albums out, so I would say Joe is is the more prolific of the two. The Let the Music Do the Talking was that his big solo album? Uh, the best one I think is I've got the Rock and Rolls again. Joe Perry has like like six solo records out. Um, Let the Music Do the Talking is one of them. I've got the Rock and Rolls again. Once a rocker, always a rocker. Have guitar will travel. Did he use the same vocalist on all six of those? No. Joe sings on a lot of the a lot of his solo records. He sounds a little like Dave Edmonds when he sings. He had a guy named uh, uh, Cowboy Mock Bell, M-A-C-H, not Mark. Uh, Cowboy Mock Bell. Um, and then Charlie Farron was a singer on one of the records. Um, and Let the Music Do the Talk in the Aerosmith song is actually a Joe Perry song that he wrote with the Joe Perry Project that Steven said, that's a great song. I'm going to rewrite it, make a hit out of it. And damned if they didn't. So. Let the music do the talking. I'm just looking yeah, my, through the chat. My uh, my Joe Perry Project uh, catalog is autographed. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that owns the entire Joe Perry Project catalog. And I had him on, um, I had him on when I was at WAF in Boston. He was doing a hot sauce. Remember when everybody was doing hot sauces in the early two thousands? 
They still are. Some of yeah. Them. So he was doing a hot sauce. Um, and he came in to promote the hot sauce and, a, and like a tasting that they were going to do in this place called Waltham, which is outside of Boston. Uh, and he came in and he was only supposed to be there for 15 minutes. And like an hour and a half later, his wife, Billy, had to carry him out of the out of the studio because he was like hanging out. And we were playing like all all his old solo stuff and like ragging on Aerosmith. And we had a good time. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Joe's a cool dude. You got to get underneath the veneer with him, though. He's a he's a. Um, he's pretty shy. The last veneer I was under was, uh, David Crosby's, uh, oh, dental veneer. On. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> My dentures are falling out. <laughs> Nothing on but meh. Uh, let's see. Looking in the chat. Do the talking. Symmetry just brought up Number of the Beast. What is it? The anniversary? 40th anniversary? Yes. Number of the Beast? Yep. 40th anniversary of Number of the Beast. My buddy has an autographed, personal, uh, personalized autographed copy of a lithograph of that album cover from Derek Riggs, the artist, which is one of one of my things that I'm jealous, I'm envious of. He's got it. It's like, it's like you know, like that little sign, the frontline hero sign thing over there. It's about that big. And it's a, a hand, you know, uh, signed lithograph of the album cover nice can we just talk about how that artwork really <clears throat> helped the band stand oh absolutely out? If, it weren't for, if it weren't for eddie a lot of people would never even listen to iron maiden tell they me would... you don't have any friends or yourself that have at least a, a denim jacket or a poster or a silk flag or a t-shirt or some propaganda merch of iron maiden with eddie especially of that album or um or peace of mind at, at the very least those two albums i used to have a uh i used to have a hand painted <clears throat> i had a, a levi's Len uh you know, levi's denim jacket and the back panel you know on the back where you put all your patches was hand painted sure. Um, the album, the first album cover from Iron Maiden, it was Eddie, you know, standing up against the wall of downtown London um, without the Iron Maiden logo on it. It was just the picture of Eddie uh, up against the wall. And I was at, this is 1987 or 88, um, and I was at a place called the Orpheum Theater in Boston. I think every major city has an Orpheum Theater. Um, downstairs, the played there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people played there um, and recorded live albums there. Um downstairs is where the quote-unquote dressing room areas are underneath the stage and i'm drinking with um a guy a guy named saul hudson and a guy named mike mckagan um never heard of him now i'm hanging out with those guys <laughs> like drinking before a show in 1988 didn't know who they were i'm doing college radio you know we're they're starting out just starting out trying to get their thing this is before um sweet child of mine popped so they were playing theaters with zodiac mind warp and the love reaction and udo dirk schneider when he had just done his first udo tour <laughs> Um, and Zodiac Mind Warp and the Love Reaction, which is where Rob Zombie stole his entire act, um, were managed by a guy named Rod Smallwood, who manages Iron Maiden. Hey, Smallwood. <laughs> so, I get, Rob. so I get uh sorry to hear it, Rob. <laughs> so I get a uh I get a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and I look, and this guy goes, Hey, this is one of me Ben's. I go, oh, nice, all right, good. Hi. He goes, uh, Rod Smallwood, I'll give you a hundred dollars for that ticket. I go, nope, because the girl that painted it, that was one of the provisions, was I couldn't sell it, and she would have sex with me. 
Nice. So I didn't know But then, then I eventually loaned that jacket to somebody with whom I'm still friends on Facebook, and yet she can't seem to find that jacket. I loaned it to this Liar. girl thinking maybe, yeah, thinking maybe I would, you know, be able to have sex with her, and I never saw the jacket again. I was fucking pissed. I'm still mad to you this never day. Never will. I'm still mad to this day. I loved that jacket. I and the the, the girl that uh, <laughs> the girl that painted it. Uh, her name was Mary Gallo. If you're in Boston, in the Boston area, and you're looking for an amazing artist, she was fucking awesome. Mary was like less than five feet tall with a white mohawk and a huge rack. Uh, uh, that mohawk was, was originally black until everyone jizzed all across her. She head. is uh, she is a sweetheart. Um, and an amazing artist and Rod Smallwood offered me a hundred dollars to buy that jacket with the Iron Maiden. And that's the, the whole point of the story is the Iron Maiden logo that Eddie is the greatest mascot in rock. That really is that there's and, not even a debate. That's the greatest mascot in rock. Now the greatest logo in rock is probably the Rolling no, the, the Rolling no. Stones lips, the Rolling Stones lips and tongue. Everybody knows what that is. You don't even have to write the band name. You know what it is. Um, that's probably the greatest, the greatest logo in the history of rock. But what about the greatest band name logo? I'd say Metallica. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, there's a couple of them. There's Twisted Sister. ACDC, ACDC has a pretty fucking good one. ACDC is good. Um, what do you guys in the chat think? Who has the best name logo? Like the font. Character, there's no way. You could lose to Eddie. There's no, or the, no way you could beat Eddie. No, that's so the we greatest know Iron mascot Maiden's ever. Eddie, greatest mascot ever. You could, you know, you could come close with, you know, the the uh, Judas Priest, you know, the Sentinel, or or, the you know, or, or you know, uh, you know, Motorhead, Mo the Motorhead Fang. The you yeah. Know, um, now logo, I think I think Paulie's probably right with the, with the the lips and kiss. Tongue of, yeah, of, kiss. But but the Stones is the greatest. Ooh, Kiss is a good one. Kiss, is Kiss a good Van one Halen, the, the Van Halen logo. VH is pretty fucking good. But who do you the, think has the best? Kiss, the Rolling Van Stones. Halen. In the chat, I'm thinking Metallica, but then Van Halen's logo and Kiss's logo. That's that's a really good point. Kiss might yeah. actually beat Metallica and logo. Yeah, the Kiss the Kiss one absolutely beats the Metallica one. Yeah, um, but the but the, but the Van the 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 Rolling Stones lips is. That's the thing, man. That's the the greatest. Yeah, let's the look greatest logo here. ever. A lot of bands they would change. They'd put a record out, and then the, the next record, the logo would be a little bit different. They try to make That's it better. That's true. Look at Motley Crue. Motley Crue did that all the time. Metallica did too. Um, they tried to change their logo a little bit on multiple did albums. They? Yeah. When did they? When did they change their logo? Uh, well, right after the Black album. Oh yeah, that's when they started sucking. Okay, um, yeah. let's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Stones. Uh, you see. don't even need the word "the Rolling Stones" on there. Right. It's just those lips. Yep. You just see it. You know yeah. what it is. Yeah, um, real easy. Um, AC. Now the Johnny Bean one way up in the cool corner one. looks good too. I like that one. Except he the shaved. Johnny Bean Johnny one Bean is one very distinct. I like that. That's very distinct. Rats a good logo. Scorps. Def Leppard definitely. Def Leppard definitely has a good one too with the name in the triangle. Here's the thing: the reason why the, the the reason why the Kiss one stands out is because even people who didn't like Kiss would still draw it on their notebook. Yeah, just for the S's, which clearly is a reference to the German Luftwaffe. I mean uh, Gestapo. Let's see, symmetry. Nickelback just says Nickelback in just normal font. 
Yeah, Amanda Coombs, I got to admit, I was I was also writing Def Leppard's logo on my school binders a lot. Hey, you know the Misfits one, just the weird skull face. That's true. The the Misfits has a big one. Queen's you know Reich's what, Tri Reich is a big one. Uh, the Swan Song label is not an original piece, though, Christopher Lifesawa. That's that's a um, that's appropriated from a, another painting. Nice. Some cool. The priest logo is very cool. Um, Didn't you just priest the painter around a little bit? Uh, the painter was a guy named William Rimmer, by the way. Cricket Hitty. <laughs> that did the original. Because um, the Swan Song logo is Icarus. For those that don't uh, know, Paul Rina was in the store on uh, Saturday, and I'm like, Paul. UFO, man. You got to listen to this UFO stuff. How great is UFO? It depends where you live. If you're in Britain, it's great. Yep. Nobody in America really cared. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Rena says the Cinderella record. logo. I, li I like the Cinderella logo also. Yeah, it. It, Slayer has a great logo. Dane, let's let's point that. Let's put that out for a second. Okay. 20 million records. All right. Bye. That's worldwide. In how many years? 20, what band are you talking, Paul? Uh, UFO. Okay. UFO. No, UFO. Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put UFO in perspective for Dane. Yes, they've sold 20 million records in 50 years worldwide. And Back in Black has sold almost 40 million copies in and of itself. That gives you perspective on UFO and how big they were. Yes, 20 million records is great. Radio. Corporate no, radio. I if, blame corporate. If you write a good song, They'll play it. Yeah, I I never personally liked UFO. I respected them as a band, but they were never one that caught my eye. You're a name but drop. ACDC, absolutely. Everyone in their mother has that Back in Black album. Yeah, that's the point. UFO is is a great name drop band. We all love mentioning Pete Way. We all love talking about the fact that Michael Schenker was in UFO. Um, nobody plays UFO. Nobody plays UFO. You might hear lights Z out. Z-Rock used to play it back in the day. Is Z-Rock still around? No. Why? Well, because metal UFO. and radio. Because they stopped playing UFO. Because they started right playing now. UFO. Yes, yeah, that's no, the whole point. <laughs> no, but, they, wait, wait, but just, to be fair, Z-Rock was in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. Z-Rock no, was like the metal station. Jesus. I remember listening to Z-Rock here in Phoenix. It was out of somewhere in Texas, wasn't it? It was out of New York. Oh. Z-Rock with the Metal Militia dog tags. Did anyone in the chat besides me have a Z-Rock Metal Militia dog tag? This was, this was so cool, a gimmick. If you were a metal fan, they would mail you out a real dog tag with a chain, the whole nine yards, and set on it, it was printed Metal Militia. And it was just like a free promotional item. And it had a serial number on it. And they would constantly run contests. By the way, just... Giving away metal albums and shirts and merch and everything. Based on your dog tag number, they would pull at random. And you would see everyone wearing these at clubs in the late 80s, early 90s. I just want to respond to something in the chat. Halface pointed out that i'm reading the ufo wiki of course i am i don't know anything about the band 
I'm not a fan of the band in any way, shape, or form. There's no time to look up stuff, guys. <laughs> I'm not. No, I wasn't looking up anything. I don't know anything about UFO. Is I don't that like your UFO, UFO collection right there. Yes, yes. I clearly don't. Oh, I clearly go. don't like UFO. I'm not Did a fan change, of band. What's their logo look like? Did they change their logo? Yeah. Every yeah, album is ways. different. Did they change different. the spelling? Every album is different. different. They have different. They have different spellings. Spellings but, or logos? I mean, different uh, logos. But most Ufa, all, lightning boat. Their lightning album boat. covers Ufa. are horrible. Horrible album covers. <laughs> yes, because and that's that's indicative of the band. The band was they're mediocre. Let, let's say that. What is that? Um, what if they had the 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 um, same guy that created all the uh, Iron Maiden covers doing their album covers? Those they're outstanding by the gas pumps at a gas station. That was a Full good one. False Thank flag you, brings up UFO, UFO is a UFO is a fantastic band. I love them. Nobody in this country gives a shit. But you know, I don't need to. I don't need to read the Wikipedia I on don't the band. They, I like the band. I just, shit, but you know, it's a it's lot of fun to go back. It just didn't happen. Everybody, everybody watching this show goes back every once in a while, puts a UFO album in, and says, "God damn, these guys were so good back in the day." And you hear everybody um, does, but you can hear everybody does, but I do. I I never have. Okay, but they never really did it for me the same way. Uh, Someone brought up Dokken. False flag brings up sabotage. Renus brought up Cinderella. There are a lot of cool. These are all those are all great logos, but they're but they're not the Rolling Stones. They're not not. ACDC. They're not Kiss. They're not Van Hagar. They're not Van Halen. Yeah, Yeah, Van Halen's logo. I mean, Jesus, man, you got. There were some amazing oh, yeah. logos back in the day, but but the Rolling Stones. Look at that tongue, man! Everybody knows oh, what no. that is. Look at Black Wait, Oak Arkansas's logo. Did you ever see that before, Paulie? What Black Oak Arkansas? Yeah, the logo? yeah it looks like sticks. Yeah. I know the band, obviously. For oh. for for uh... you didn't hurt my feelings, Halface. It's just you guys notice that Motley Crue is on that twice. Motley Crue's logo so is Kiss. In there twice. So's Kiss. Kiss is worth saying twice. Molly, <laughs> yeah, not, not well, Johnny. Johnny <laughs> See that—that's me on the left, right there, saying dirty jokes, and on the right is Johnny reading all all the subpoenas and cease and desist notices. I would say I would go with Christopher Live Solo. Yeah, the Stones, Kiss, and Van Halen are probably the three most famous logos. Um. In NACDC. NACDC. NACDC, sure, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's just that the Stones thing is just, it's a brand unto itself. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. No question. Yeah, if you could have a logo. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that one. That's name. very cool. Instead of just having to read out the name of a, the band, you actually have some sort of a symbol, yep. like the Stones, that everybody Well, the Grateful knows. Dead oh, has that, too, with their, with their dancing bear. Everybody knows what the da- the dancing bear is too for the Grateful Dead. That, that's right. Johnny opening his wrists after Tuesday night. Or the steal your face. I will tell you this: credit where credit is due, and I fucking hate the Grateful Dead. But I the love Grateful them. Dead. The Grateful Dead steal steal your face logo. Yeah, I, I don't like Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead steal like your you? face logo. The skull with the lightning bolt in it and the red and the blue. That's pretty fucking well known too. Actually, okay, Johnny. Yeah, that's Johnny right. Dancing bears. Sounds. 
That's mm-hmm. right up there with the stones, the the skull with the lightning bolt. I'll, I'll yeah. Johnny, no, that's go right back up there with to the your stones. album covers that you had on your phone and and hold one up and and name one song off of that album. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find where I saw that now. Hold the hold the Motley one up. Name one song. <laughs> Any song, Johnny. They're gone. Where's I can't even story? find where I saw those. I would, I would Cobra say, Kai, uh, where did you send those, those four albums? Name one song off of any of those albums. <laughs> I did listen to that new uh, Def Leppard song today, though. Did you guys it's, hear it? It's yeah, it's not very good. Okay, let's let's quiz. Uh, let's quiz. Now Paul. is it Phil Collin and Vivian Campbell still? Or yeah, yeah, it is. And it's just it's Joe's. It's more of a. <sighs> It's Joe can't really sing anymore, so he's more. It's his low range sort of talking voice. There was no I mean, screaming. It's, it's super processed. It's super produced. It's exactly what you would expect seventy year old Def Leppard to 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 play. I mean, it's not. They're not the same band. They, this is the thing that we have this hard time dealing with is that the Def Leppard in twenty twenty two is not the high and dry pyromania hysteria Def hysteria. Leppard. They're just not. They're never going to be that. Very few bands are the same today as they were 40 fucking years ago. The Rolling Stones are because they're just, they're, they're a straight ahead blues band. They were old then. <laughs> yeah. They're just a straight ahead blues band. They do their thing. You know, Black Crows, Rolling Stones, there are certain bands, ACDC, that have always sort of been the same. But Def Leppard was predicated, a lot of it was predicated on good looking young guys from England. You know, they were Speaking sort of. Speak of Eddie Vincent. They were sort of a they were you know they were they were pinups and you know it's difficult to be sixty years old and trying to be singing high and dry and bringing on the heart it just doesn't work. But is it melodic? I mean, is it is it good guitar? It's melodic. It's over. It's a studio record. It's clearly a studio processed. Yes. Processed. Yeah. Okay. Which but okay. Which I like. It sounds like a. It sounds like a T Rex record. Def Leppard is supposed to be over processed. Yes. It is now. And yeah. adrenalize, expect yeah. out of Def Leppard. You want that. You know what? It is. It it meets the expectations. It does sound a lot like a T Rex record, like that groovy '60s. And that's what Joe Elliott has always said that you know Def Leppard were more like T Rex and Mott the Hoople and less like Riot and Iron Maiden. Because remember, Def Leppard are considered part of the new wave of British heavy metal. I don't know why they got lumped into it, but they did because of the time that they came out. But Def Leppard was never like the other new wave of British heavy metal bands. They were way more commercial, way more like ACDC. Yeah, way more more pop. pop, You know what I mean? They had a much more pop sensibility than that. Yeah, you can't see them like Judas Priest. They're they're not that way. That's not their their gist. No, that's that was never that's never been their thing. Um and and so this record sounds like that. Yes, it does sound like the sweet Craven Soda. How weird is it that Def Leppard put that on through the night album out their very first album. And then as soon as that was done, they never played anything off of it. Like ever again, they just pretty much like ignored that whole record and, and not, moved on. That's not true. They've played wasted and they've played, uh, um, hello America. I, I just don't like that album. I just don't. Yeah. But they've, they've played, the, they've played guitar, those rock brigade. They played at that point, Pete Willis, Pete Willis. Okay. And, and, uh, and Steve, uh Steve yeah Clark. Steve Clark. So so Colin came on with High and Dry, right? Colin replaced uh Pete Willis. Pete Willis was too drunk. Yeah. It's interesting because you know, Def Leppard, when you think about how fucked up, again, a lot of this stuff was sort of swept under the table too. 
but they had Pete Willis, Steve Clark, and Rick Allen, who all had serious drinking and drug problems. Um, you know, Rick Allen's manifested itself by losing his arm in a car accident. Um, and then, and then I think, uh, Rick Savage had Bell's palsy because that's why he talks out of half of his face. Cause he I didn't had, realize that. I did yeah, Bell's palsy, Bell's palsy is a, it's kind of like a Parkinson's related viral infection. That, yeah. It's that almost, causes... almost like you have a stroke, like half of your face yeah, is paralyzed. That, so if you look at, if you look at, if you look at Rick Savage these days, when he talks, you see, it comes out of half of his face, half his face is paralyzed. <laughs> Cause I think he had Bell's palsy. Um, and they were, they were really, really like a party band early on. And then Pete Willis got too fucked up, um, to finish. Yeah. There he is a little guy right there in between, um, uh, Steve Clark and Steve Clark uh, and, and, uh, and Rick and, uh, Rick look how young they were. Yeah. And that's Mutt Lang was pretty much responsible, responsible for giving him the boot. Mutt, was yeah. recording that second album. Was, it's like, bro, you're not yeah. cutting it, man. Listen to that yep. lead you just laid down. Who's the woman on the left? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick Savage. Is Rick Savage looks the same. Rick's, Rick's a good-looking guy there. W, what is that? W-Y-S-P. That's in Philly. That's in Philadelphia. It was in wisp, Philadelphia. It's not. Wisp. It's a sports station now. Wisp. 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 It's wisp. 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 Um, they were uh they were really a big part. Look at the bottle of wine in fucking Juliet's hand. They were real right real there. drinkers. Um, and all of them have gone through Def Leopard, man. Credit where credit is due. They've gone through some serious hell between a couple of guys dying, or at least one guy dying. Um Steve Clark. Yeah, and and the, the car accident and staying with Rick Allen. They didn't have to keep him. Yeah, they fucking hung out and made sure that he was part of that band and stood by him in the same, much in the same way that um, Mr. Big stuck by Pat Torpy. You know what I mean? I mean that kind of loyalty is something that you just don't see in many other bands. And let's give and credit they- where it's due because Rick Rick also not only paid them back immensely with coming back stronger than ever. He revolutionized drum playing. Yes. He played one-handed, created his own special drum kit, and then launched their biggest album ever. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest albums in all the genre hysteria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Played with electronic drums. I mean, when you when we first heard those drums, we were able to, unlike bands like Van Halen, who, who used those Simmons and electronics drums, and we kind of gave them shit for it because it sounded dated when Def Leppard did it where we were like well he has to because he can only use you know he has to use that left foot for the snare um and it was it was re- it was revolutionary fantastic you know nice fantastic um Cobra uh, definition yeah can we give a shout out real quick to the great Cobra Kai platoon in the chat right now Cobra Kai does so much of our graphics for the shows and comes up with stuff funny as hell off the top of his head he's a master graphics artist and we love and appreciate him so much so shout out huge thumbs up and take a bow cobra kai platoon also in the chat the great jay hannon of the band gizmachi and we already uh jay we already opened up that uh that wolfgang we already showed that on the on the show and Dane's nice eating guitar, your penis man. boner cups right now. I mean, uh, guitar, peanut butter yeah. cups right now. Yeah, it's a really fun guitar to have. Glad to have it. He's eating Glad all the peanut butter trade. cups that were in the case. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yes, Craven Soda. Uh, that's the other thing. Most of the guys, most of the guys oh, yeah. in uh, in oh, um, Def Leppard are very small. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> are we talking about the? And they all had perms. Like everybody in the chat was talking about how they got their hair permed. Did you guys ever do that back in no. the day? I never I was had born hair. With curly hair, so. Yeah, I have but, curly hair, so. You guys had yeah. curly hair. By the way, congratulations to Wolfgang Van Halen. Did you see he just won the, uh, was it the iHeartRadio uh, Best New, uh, I just saw it. Band Where of is the it? Year? It just happened. You know what? I had a friend come in here today, and he works over at the Marquee Theater, and I was asking him about how many people was at that show that night, and the Marquee Theater brings in, tw capacity is 2,200 people. And he said there was probably seventeen to eighteen hundred people there that night. So, just a you know, just so you know, nice. best new rock artist venues. Yeah, he's playing these venues right that there. are doing eighteen hundred people. Maybe huge congratulations to uh, to Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Huge congrats. We love we love him so much. Uh, let's also point out, Jay says he put some extra stuff in the case, noiseless, F.U. Tone, springs, etc. We already pointed out F.U. Tone's brass block we noticed that you put in there, Jay. What else was in there? Peanut butter cups? That are now gone. Did he send you a Gizmachi CD? Because I got one. Um, no, I didn't, unless it's in the case still. So I, I, I think we each Spotify. all only have one thing. Paul, you have a Gizmachi CD. The rest of us don't. Dane has Zim's guitar shirts that we don't all have. We we all each get one prize that we select. I get I got a Vinum pickups. Uh, you know, we all each only get one thing from each I other. Think That's I think I got. I have a Zim's guitar T-shirt. He did give me one. I just have. Oh, you did eventually get one. Where, yeah, I don't know where it is now. It's the same Where? place as your Iron Maiden jacket. That chick borrowed it. Could be, yeah, could be. I Lemmy's humping it. Yeah, it's in the dog bed. It's over yeah, in the dog bed. Yeah, I might have used it to clean up Ace vomit. I'm not sure. Yeah, he, he cleans up <laughs> puke with it. I flossed my anus with it out of the shower. <laughs> nice. And the one I sent to Johnny's in the bathroom. So every time Ned brings a dead animal in, he cleans mm -hmm. it. John uses it to wipe up uh, venom. Did you send it? Or did you? I think you gave it to me. Oh, in that's person. right. Yeah, I saw you at Nam. We were Nam at that restaurant in Anaheim, and I think. Yeah. Those are good times. Yeah, yeah. Dane, <laughs> Dane promised me one because he's he's handing them out at the Nam table. Dane has like five of them with him. He's like, yeah, you get one, and you get one, you know. And my hands reaching out, and he's like, "That's oh, as it. I got no more, man. <laughs> Here and gone." <laughs> Seems to move so quickly. Hey, take a look at this picture. Can you believe that that was you? <laughs> Who's that standing there in the corner? Johnny Bean. All the crazy things we used to do. Always do. Those David were good times. Dane, good times. Dane, good times. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Live Sawa says, if you didn't get laid to a Def Leppard song in the 80s or 90s, you were just goofy. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. 
I would say this is a good poll, Johnny. You might want to put this up. No, this is a good poll, Paul. Who, who had hotter chicks at their shows? Def Leppard or Bon Jovi? Poison. Because I don't know about that. Oh, I do. Def, Def Leppard <laughs> and Bon Nelson actually, believe it or not. I, I was lost, surprised many, at how I many lost people... many ounces of sperm at each of those shows. I have I I I was shot. You could put a third one in there. Uh Killer Dwarfs, best place to get a hand job at a show. Um <laughs> but poison. You know I what's mean, really funny? Me, uh, someone someone else, Paulie, is doing a podcast right now and saying, Yeah, killer dwarves show. Best place to get hit in the back of the head with a load of jizz from some <laughs> random audience member. <laughs> yeah, Def Leopard and Bon Jovi had the most amazing chicks at shows. Although I will tell you this, Nelson, a strong third. I mean, obviously Nelson never played as big arenas as those guys did, but I can't Nelson, even count Nelson. I like the band, but I can't count. Oh my God. You really can't imagine. They never, they never really played big enough shows that you'd like, you know, hang yes, out in the park and with chicks. We're not and, talking know. about big enough. We're talking about hottest chicks. No, I'm thinking that um, this girl my, was at a killer dwarf show and she's like, now, <laughs> They're called killer dwarfs. Where can I get my hands on a killer dwarf? Oh, here's one behind me. <laughs> hey, Dane. That's a, hey, there's, Dane. A garden gnome, there's a garden gnome in my pants. Just keep killer in mind, dwarf. Dane. No, wait a you, second. You no, never no, got no. a hand job at standing in the crowd at a show. No, how come that. Nelson, I did at Metallica. How, how come Nelson is in there and Poison is not? I don't Just know, I forgot. <laughs> You got you got to put poison in there because honestly, I'd say the hottest chicks out there were at Poison and Bon Jovi. They were on stage first. <laughs> they were the same chicks on their first album cover, man. Yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, it was just stunning how how many good looking women were at, were at Def Leppard shows, and and it's like you see that <clears throat> you don't see that quality that quality girl. You see him at Bon Jovi shows. You see him at Def Leppard shows. Just like you see the same guys at Metallica and Rush shows, and nowhere else. Like I saw, the, well, I saw like, a mixed crowd at De mixed crowd at Def Leppard. It wasn't all chicks. I mean, they're lot, all a lot of hot chicks. But they're all girls the from the back. Way. Not the if same you're in the back of the boys. venue. They're all chicks. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you're trying to count the heads in the audience, the girls are usually lower. You have to look on who's on their knees right now at those concerts. <laughs> then you'll see all the chicks, but. Um, I'd say I'd say Bon Jovi definitely. If we're if we're going between Bon Jovi and Def Leppard specifically, and Poison's not a factor, which I think it should be, um, I'm going to choose Bon Jovi every time. Hmm. I took my ex-wife to a Melissa Etheridge concert like back in the '90s, and I'm looking around. David going, Lee Roth? Man, where are all these like? There's all these girls dressed like guys. And they're with these girls that are dressed hey, like girls. What is going on at this concert? Johnny, Johnny, pull up that picture of Melissa Etheridge, topless from the back with her guitar, and look at Melissa Etheridge's ass back in the day. <laughs> that was spectacular. Oh, I'm man. not kidding. Go ahead, Google the picture. There's a picture Wrong of Melissa Etheridge. It's an old Melissa Etheridge picture yeah. where she's basically topless. She has her guitar on. Right from the back, and she's wearing tight like Levi's jeans. And you look at that ass, and you go, "Hell yeah!" And then you go, "Wait a minute, Lisa Etheridge." <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, 
It's Molly, an album, Kai right? Matthews brings up Molly yeah, Crew. Molly Crew had a lot of a lot of hot chicks too, but I, I think guys like you know thought they were badass also. So there were a ton of hot chicks at Molly Crew though. Also, I got to say, yeah. Christopher Live South says Silver chicks went to Bon Jovi. Wait, chicks went to Bon Jovi with other chicks. Guys took their women to see Def Leppard. That's an interesting point. I think it was like Melissa uh, Melissa Etheridge's second record, whatever that with was. With the silver was. tone? Yeah, yeah. There, she is. there you go. She there's another, there, there's another the picture of that with that. Yeah, there's another picture of that with the guitar out of the way. Yeah. But Jesus, I want to smell was, that, that was, guitar. What a body on that. I have yeah, that shit. It, it kind of freaked me out there. I was like the only dude in the whole place. So if you want to talk about a show that brings just women. I mean, Melissa Etheridge in the 90s. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. She's, Leo Safko she, rushed the lesbian Springsteen. Rush you know why, right? She's the lesbian Springsteen. Leo Safko says Rush had the hottest chicks. No way. That was all dudes. <laughs> no. That was all dudes. You saw it from the back. You must have been sitting in the back of the stadium thinking it was a mixed crowd. That was all long haired dudes. Sean Mahoney, sorry. Van Halen, 50 50. A lot of guys at Van Halen shows. Definitely shows. Kiss. Same Def, with Def Leppard shows, yeah. Def Leppard shows, fucking eighty twenty women to guys, insane. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I think it was probably like sixty forty. Oh no, I Def Leppard. Def Leppard. A lot of guys like Def Leppard, man. Def Leppard a was a chick like band. Bon Jovi was more of a chick band. I think they're I've both, dated they were both girls that absolutely hated with everything that they have. They hated David Lee Roth with a passion. They hated that guy. Your girlfriend I mean, did not be like, all I need is a beautiful uh -oh. girl. And she will turn that off. I smell lemmy shit. I'll be right back. <laughs> nice. Grab your Zim's guitar shirt. Yeah. He's going to be Ain't cleaning it up, up right now. Oh, it's diarrhea. Where's that Zim's guitar shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I have a guy that uh, uh, let's... prints them T-shirts up for me, and he's been blowing me off for like six months now. So, wait a minute. I'm sorry, he's been what? Wait, wait, what? He's, he hasn't printed any T-shirts in like six months for me. <laughs> Amanda, you were the only girl at a Rush concert. I guarantee you had your choice of men to date at a rush concert because you were you were the only check you were the only one there even their wives didn't show up to those concerts yeah and she even says roth was gross <laughs> david lee roth man you got to give the guy credit he was he was getting it sucked every night uh, by my girlfriend it. yeah right <laughs> Dane, do I taste like David Lee Roth? Are you a Van Halen fan? Do you like Sammy or Dave? Um, let's see. Sean Mahoney brings up the same odds that I thought. Def Leppard, probably 60-40 women to men. That's that's what I'm thinking. Because I went to a Def Leppard concert. I didn't notice an abundance of women more than I did at Bon Jovi or Poison. Poison, holy shit. If you could not get a girl's phone number at a Poison concert, much less laid in the parking lot, I don't know what you were doing wrong. John, what do you think? What am I looking at here? What am I looking at? Is that exciting? 
Is that a penis? What am I looking at? <laughs> what 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 is that? Put put it up closer. I can't I I can't make it out. What am I looking at? Is that David Lee Roth's ass? <laughs> what am I looking at? How do you know? How do you <laughs> that, is that right? I was right. That is. That is. <laughs> because the Yankee Rose video stuck it in my face so badly. When David Lee Roth gave that line, when her flag unfolds, Dave was sticking his ass in the camera, and it was just, it was just like, oh, gross. He <laughs> oh, was just totally sticking it in there. So I, I know that ass by heart. <laughs> if you didn't watch that Yankee Rose video. <laughs> Yeah, you want to talk, Craven Soda, you want to talk about Parking Lot Head, uh, Poison Show, Warrant Show, Bon Jovi, absolutely. <laughs> Bo Zeke says, Bill Burr did a comedy rant in Philly once where he insinuated guys who wear Rush t-shirts beat the shit out of their girlfriends. Now, that's not funny, but it's very funny. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Radford. <laughs> oh, my God. Johnny, why are you looking at Lee Roth's ass? <laughs> and no, Amanda Coombs, I am not saying all women at those concerts were slots. Just the ones that I made a point to meet at those concerts were sluts, which I was happy to personally find out there were sluts because that's what I like. There you go. Because I'm a slut myself. We're all sluts. Come on. Let's be real. Everyone likes to do it. We all do it. Even Mama Kuda likes to do it. Oh, <laughs> I don't like to do it. No. Noel Monk said the Van Halen boys were getting blowjobs all day long. Valerie Bertinelli couldn't understand why Ed had no energy for her after a show. No, no, no. <laughs> Jeff Davidson says Johnny's engrossed looking at Roth's ass. <laughs> I'm just finding these crazy photos, man. I mean, this, this of Roth craziness. <laughs> That's a bend over, Steve. Bend over, Steve. You want to be in the band? That's the yank me. That's the yank me rose. You know, I was watching um, Steve Vai. I happen to be watching Steve Vai's audiences listening video um, the other day. And what a great fucking video. I mean, I already love the song, but it's so fun. If you watch that back to back with Hot for Teacher, You've you've basically got the the Lee Roth the Lee Roth Van Halen story right there in two videos. Really great. To me, to me, and I, I'm saying this on record, I've said it before. My favorite video of the entire 80s was Yankee Rose. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, from one of my favorite albums of all time. And 
Yankee Rose just was the best, in my opinion, the best video of the 80s. My personal favorite, I should say. Maybe not the best, but definitely my personal favorite. Uh, let's see. Space Farts wants to know, why are there no vids of you on the internet on Lost or SNL? Just watch the fucking episodes, dude. <laughs> just just don't look for little clips. Why? You're not going to see Mancuda on Lost on YouTube. Just watch LAX Part 2. I'm all over the fucking episodes. He's, he's on there. And I've, S- I've, SNL, you've just got to watch the clips. You've got to watch the videos and, and see what skit is Mancuda in in this episode. Oh, there he is. Okay. I wasn't a big John, part of SNL. It, John, I was, I was a feature. To. Hold on, Dane. Hold your fucking horses. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> if, if you wanted to, could you put your own channel together? I don't know if you already have one, but I'm not going to do that. Clips and no, could I'm you go through and flip that. out little scenes of you in there and put it on your own I'm, channel? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. It would get flagged. Channel. It would yeah, get taken yeah, down if someone, because yeah, if SNL wants, stuff. If someone wants to find me on episodes of SNL, just watch that six years of SNL and look for me in probably one skit every other week. And you'll say, uh, oh, there's Mancuda, you know? But like Lost. uh, What was it, six years there? 1991? I want to say 1999 through 2005. Just like look through, you know, um, you know, look through the Robert De Niro episode, the McCormick episode. Were there uh, any any skits that like took off, like became memes or anything that you were in? There was one skit on SNL that like got tons of airplay with Jennifer Aniston. And what it was is it's this row of reporters on a red carpet and Jennifer is pretending to be. Uh, a photographer, a news photographer, and I am her news, I guess, note taker story while she's taking the photos. And we're in a, we're in a line of people, of other reporters. And you'll see me like leaning on Jennifer's shoulder. And basically the skit was, it's supposed to be reporters watching Jennifer Aniston walk down the red carpet. And the reporters are all like, Jen, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have a baby? Because that was like a big subject back in the day. So Jen is screaming to Jennifer Aniston on the red carpet. When are you going to have a baby? And, uh, you know, that was the, the fun part of it. And you just see me standing over her shoulder like this, like, you know, just that was basically like an SNL that was like all over the, the networks, like for the next week. So you didn't um, have like, one hand down around his back shirt. I wish I did. She's so hot in person. She's so cute in person. Holy shit. I love Jennifer Aniston and lost. If you want to see me on lost, watch LAX part two. That's like the biggest episode I'm in that you see me like interacting and beating up the main cast. So there you go. Thank you for the question. <laughs> he wishes he could beat us up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Rena says, "Are you in two? Uh, are you in two girls, one cup?" Yes, I am the cup hand. I I hand the girl the cup. You just see my hand, and the cup is handed to, it, and that's that's my part. <laughs> Which is bigger than most of the rules, I guess. There you go. Did I mention how delicious Bang Energy Drink Blue and Yellow Lemoncello? Speaking of two girls, one cup, pour yourself a cup, no Johnny, of delicious Bang Energy Drink Blue and Yellow Lemoncello supporting. Hey, this is blue and yellow too. 
That is. You know what else is blue? Hey, this balls. is uh There you go. So I imagine mm. that proceeds from that go right over to Ukraine. You would think. We're into Johnny's uh, pockets. Johnny, full leg. Don't buy any of that bag energy drink. Well, Johnny, uh, I'm wondering why you're uh, drinking LaCroix. Uh, Bozik says the Edom and Smile record was amazing. Steve Vai on guitar, Billy Sheehan on bass, and Greg Bissonette on drums, by the way. Uh, and that's here for the, tunes the only show that got radio airplay, which were stupid. Um, I mean, here's the thing about those David Lee Roth era albums they're terrific because Steve Vai is terrific, and, and just that they just all gelled perfectly. Yeah, I'm not into the, the, the slower show tunes, you know. Um, but I loved, I loved like, you know, Skyscraper and just like Paradise and obviously Yankee Rose is, you know, one of my favorites. Um, but uh, both albums were just fucking terrific. David Lee Roth just has a thing where he loves throwing in a show tune or two. You know, that's just his thing. I know? will tell you, uh, I'm the other side of that coin. I love every chance that David Lee Roth took. I love that he did reggae. I love that he did a cover of Willie Nelson's Nightlife. Oh, I love that he did one. I love that he did it's show tunes and jazz songs. I love that he covered Louis Prima. I would rather have a guy like David Lee Roth doing Louis Prima and um and 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 Nightlife and No Big Ting and all of the chances and that David Lee Roth life. took. And by Sinatra. the way, and by the way, he also introduces to John Five. He introduces to Jason Becker. He introduced us to, uh, he brought Steve Vai to the masses. I mean, think about the things that David Lee Roth has done, the chances he's taken musically. I'll take that over Camp Stop Loving You every fucking time. What, what, the, what Van Halen did was outstanding. It was great, but it was within the box of what Van Halen is capable of doing. They wrote great mainstream pop rock songs that sold millions of records that got on the radio. That's fantastic. I respect David Lee Roth for getting together with Nile Rogers and doing a reggae song, a dub reggae song over what they, what Van Halen did with Sammy. I respect that more. That doesn't mean it was better. And that doesn't mean that it, you know, just because it didn't sell doesn't mean it wasn't good. This goes back to the UFO conversation we had earlier, just because it wasn't a, a commercial success doesn't mean it wasn't good. David Lee Roth has made some fantastic songs outside of Van Halen that nobody's ever heard. That's Absolutely. okay. The Becker album was amazing, by the way. That's okay. It's just he's what he did was not. I like, you know, Big Train. I thought Big Train was cool. I thought that Sensible Shoes was cool. I thought Sunburn. that, yeah, Sunburn is great. And Weekend with the Babysitter is good. And, you know, I mean, there's there's some really amazing shit that David Lee Roth has done away from Van Halen. It didn't sell millions of records, but that doesn't make it no good. I mean, yes, he did bluegrass and it was cool when David Lee Roth did the bluegrass version of fucking jump. That was fucking cool. Here's the thing. Everything David Lee Roth does is cool because he's Diamond Dave. OK, right. he doesn't do wrong with that said. And make no mistake. It's not for I, everybody. I love just a gigolo. I do right. because it's just Dave being super cool, right. you know, but if you're comparing and that's what I'm doing right now is basically for me, I will flash past those, those songs on the album um, in, you know, to get to just like paradise. Sure. Or something no, I get like it. That, you know, I love I the rockers. It. That's, that's my thing. 
I totally get it. Now, he wasn't washed up when he did Bluegrass. He's not washed up now. David Lee Roth makes cool songs now. They may not be for you, but they're still pretty fucking cool. You just well, have to have Amanda, they're not for Amanda Coombs based on what she's saying in the chat. Well, I, I get that. David, David, David Lee Roth is schmoozy to the point of being um, creepy, and I can't get past it. The it's problem with David Lee Roth Hagar is he's never not David Lee Roth. Chances. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Van Hagar didn't take any chances. Not really. Not really. They did they wrote I fantastic. Love Van Hagar, man. I do too, but that doesn't mean that I disrespect what David Lee Roth did. I don't believe Sammy Hagar can do what David Lee Roth does. And that Not is the way that Dave does it. Dave's Jim Dan. Dave is I, I Dave that. is the guy that that can speak several different musical languages. That doesn't sure. mean everybody wants to hear several different music languages. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. You may not want to hear David Lee Roth do a fucking country song, but David Lee Roth kicks the shit out of nightlife. Does a oh, great yeah. job with it. Um, no, his version of does. That's Life is great. His version of Just a Gigolo, Louis Prima didn't have a hit with that fucking song. David yeah. Lee Roth did. It's a, you know, yeah. Ice Cream Man is from 19 fucking 38. Dave's idea. <laughs> Dave's about, idea. Um, Van Hagar not taking any chances. What was their riskiest song that they did do? And we crossed I say, honestly, day. honestly, Dane, I say all of them because Van Hagar changed the style of Van Halen drastically with 5150 on. It, it just, it's totally, you can't say that. Eddie kept the same musical stylings that he was doing 1984 and previously with but there was, 51, there was, 50 and up. It was there totally was nothing risky about it, though. Music. A lot there of that stuff that Eddie wrote years very, ago appeared on those later low. records. I think it was very risky for Van Halen, an already established major hit band with all of 1984, to change their style up so drastically. It wasn't just Sammy singing and Eddie and company doing what they were doing before. They changed a lot no, over yeah. the whole. The band was totally different sounding. No, they weren't. They, oh, they, they, were, they, they wrote very... The riskiest tune that that Van Hagar put out was "Finish What You Started," being all acoustic and everything. Wouldn't why is that any? That why was the biggest that, hit that they had? That's no. That's no different than "Could This Be Magic." That was all acoustic. Dreams right. was heavy, heavy keyboards, like you know, even right. further than like things like "I'll Wait." But there was nothing dangerous about it. It was a great mainstream pop song. There's nothing wrong with it, writing a great mainstream pop song, but there was nothing. Van Halen didn't write anything that Foreigner wasn't doing, that Def Leppard wasn't doing. They found that box of commercial viability and fucking crushed it within that box. They didn't take any chances. Nowhere I'm not saying they the took same... the same type of chances mm -hmm. as Roth did. That's my right point. On that. It was Roth nothing dangerous. Roth, Roth took drastic, drastic changes. I'm just saying Van Halen, Halen did take a risk. I'm just saying Van Halen did take a risk in switching their whole sound, basically. I don't not know the, that they switched the whole their whole sound. Roth did, but, huh? I don't know that they switched the whole sound. I think they, they've always been a pop band. Uh, I believe Sammy Hagar could have easily done... Dance the night away. Easily. I think uh, that Sammy Hagar could have easily sang You're No Good. I think that easily that he, Sammy Hagar could have easily sung Feel Your Love Tonight. I, I just believe that those are all in the box of what Van Halen does better than most other bands. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying 
Van Halen is, they certainly, there's a boundary Expanded. for Van Halen. Expanded. Van Halen didn't really, they, they were, they are what they are. And what they are is fucking great. But they would never do a reggae song. They no, would never absolutely. do a hip hop no, right. song. They wouldn't do a jazz song. They wouldn't do well, something like that. Early on, they did stuff with again, you know, uh, Ice Cream Man and stuff like that. Why? You know? Because Dave. No, I'm not saying why. Because but, Dave know. would do. Dave wanted to take chances and go do different things. Dave is a fucking raconteur. He's the kind of guy right. that 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 repels off of mountains, that hang glides that does martial arts that does he has so many other worldview ideas Come outside through. of music he yeah he takes all kinds of yeah. chances mm -hmm. in his life he's living a full life by the way it's his life let him fucking do what he wants christopher sure. live sawa said it doesn't the artist get to paint the picture that they want absolutely we don't have to buy it and you don't have to like it but that doesn't make it no good yeah that doesn't make it i mean you know art is subjective and if you are uh, a fan of the artist, you will be open to appreciating their art. Like when, when, you know, when Eddie Van Halen did that stuff with Steve Lukather, or he does stuff with Adrian Ballou, or when he was doing like weird, like session work that we heard way later after the fact, you kind of sit back and Blow? go, yeah. So he did he stuff know, with Adrian Ballou. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian and, and, Ballou. And just not, not if it's recorded, like released, but you know, you've got guys like that who are, who, who, and obviously the the Brian May thing was never released. Uh, well, it was released on vinyl. Yeah, it was. It hasn't been released. It hasn't I been released on CD. On yeah, it was. I on CD. It. it hasn't. Yeah, it's a bootleg. It was, on it was no. It was released in '92 on CD as a part of. Uh, oh, the the bonus CD is part of Brian Back May's Light. Back to the oh, Light. Okay. Yeah, Back to the Light. Yeah, there was a there was a, a a bonus CD on on certain pressings of it, but it's never been released as its own thing, and it's not something that people are used to hearing most people have no idea about the blues breaker, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Starfleet project. I was using blues breaker, the song that they did. Um, most people don't know it and, and weren't ready for it. Um, those guys don't think outside the box. They, they have a great landscape that they occupy and they fucking dominate that landscape. Dave went outside of that landscape. Um, yeah. and was it successful? Not a lot of it. In fact, most of it wasn't. But the stuff that it doesn't make it not good. Hmm? Yeah, no, it's just different. I'm just saying for those, I love those Lee Roth albums. For me, I like the Rockers. That's all. Same with the Van Halen albums. Look, I, you know, I, I'm just not into certain songs, you know. But uh, real quick, touching on a couple of things in the chat. By the way, if you're in the chat and you haven't left a thumbs up, smash that like button. Hit that like button. It costs you nothing. Just go click. Leave a thumbs up. Why not? And um, enter a win a Van Halen Funko Pop. Yeah, that's one. Of the we only have things. thirty entries. We have a hundred right watching. Now, hit right now, uh, pound win and put it in the chat, and you will have a chance tonight. We're giving it away later tonight. Coming up, the Van Halen Pop giveaway is in tonight. six hours. So enter in the next six hours. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the New Year's Eve show. Uh, so enter right now, <laughs> put it in, uh, answering questions real quick. Santa Cruz 3600 is a, the TV show lost on Hulu. I'm not sure what it's on. I know it's streaming somewhere. I'm sure someone's streaming it. If you're looking for episodes of lost and someone asked what episodes of Hollywood treasure am I in all of them? 
All of them except, I think, like four <laughs> episodes. I was one of the main characters of the TV show Hollywood Treasure, uh, live on Sci-Fi for three seasons. So you could look that up um, wherever that's streaming. I'm sure that's streaming somewhere, too. I know it's it's all over the world because I've got fans in Brazil that still write me about that show. So if you want to watch Hollywood Treasure, it's, it's streaming somewhere. Uh, to answer our survey, hottest chicks at the shows, Paulie was right. Def Leppard won by 43%. Bon Jovi via very close 36%. Only 11 at Gizmachi. They're probably <laughs> looking at Jeannie in the audience because Jeannie, Jeannie was the only chick at a Gizmachi show, I think. No uh, respect. And, Make uh, sure we have some respect. Of course we are. And uh, wow, Jeannie's beautiful. What are you kidding? Yes, he won the lottery in Wives. Yep. Absolutely fucking Jay has outkicked his coverage. Absolutely. And Nelson got 9%. I don't know how. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the deal was. It's amazing. You know who else has amazingly hot chicks show up at their shows? Believe it or not, Donnie fucking Osmond. I was going to say Dane Zimmerman, but okay. No, no, Dane is the chick at his shows. Chicken? That and the chicken in chicken. his band. The choking chickens at the shows? Speaking of that, I'll be right back. Oh, boy. Oh, the chickens, yes. I, yeah, I got to go feed I gotta the shut their go. flap. Wait, what? <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's got to shove it up their flap. You heard him, Paulie. Oh, boy. <laughs> so by the way again your ridiculous <laughs> suggestion for the week helix and you can see by the the red skull on the edge of the uh spines that they've all been remastered by rock candy nice. with the uh, approval of the band which i think is great you know the band was was participating in the in the remaster program so they must own their own masters which is good um, I still have to listen to the new Def Leppard song. I know we started in that. It's all right. I, it's it's I all right. It it's, just go into it with, with proper expectations. And don't go into it thinking that you're going to hear, you know, Rock Brigade or fucking, you know. It, it's going to be exactly what you think it is. Uh, I did hear, because I talked about it last week, and I recommend it again, American Slang's new single, Gypsy Life their first song off of their upcoming album, American Slang. Check that out on YouTube. Uh, and I'm dying to know what new Vinnie Vincent music, if anyone has any samples or uh, promos for that new Vinnie Vincent album, please send me something on my messenger, on Jonathan Mancuda on Facebook or on Instagram. Uh, I'm very curious because I, I really want to, listen to that if there is some new album about to come out if anyone has anything please send me what you have i'm really dying to know what vinnie vincent is up to oh if we're going to reference uh random canadian rock bands uh, i would suggest headpins if you've never listened to headpins headpins are fantastic um obviously big wreck i've mentioned several times fantastic band outstanding band uh brighton rock killer dwarfs um I'm not a fan of the Tea Party, but I know people like them. Uh, Our Lady Peace, be, uh, just Navid though. Everything after Navid becomes whiny, smashing pumpkins kind of rock. But the first, Nav the first Our Lady Peace full length album, Navid, um, has a song on it called uh, uh, "Starseed" that is just fucking outstanding. Um, Honeymoon Suite, if you're a fan of that Anvil. kind of Anvil, sucks. Anvil, keep it's great though. Anvil. It's great that Anvil sucks though. That's one. Of you know the who likes Anvil? Wiley Coyote, super genius. Uh, and yeah, Christopher Live saw. I will be honest with you. 
The Get Lucky record from Loverboy is fucking good. It's Go great, back and listen. It's a great record. I mean, Take Me to the Top is a great song. Is that the one with Hot Girls in Love? Uh, I don't know if that one has it on it, but, but Take Me to the Top I, I know, and When I It's Over. The, it's a great Loverboy album because I know I've played it a thousand times. I remember the cover was red, red pants. With the, with the leather pants, with the, yeah. With the crossed fingers behind it. Yeah, it's it's a, that record is Take Me to the Top and... Uh, and when it's over, are two really good songs. Really good use of synthesizer in them as well. Obviously, what about get lucky. Raven. 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 I saw good. Raven. Raven does I a like great. Raven. Raven does a great cover of Spencer Davis's "Give Me Some Lovin'," which is fun. Uh, are they watching, Canadians? Uh no, they're English. I think. Oh, I think they're from. Yeah, I think they're from the UK. Black and Blues from Portland, Oregon. Um, UK has brought us a lot of good music, man. The UK, yeah, yeah, yes, Sass Jordan. Sass Jordan is fantastic. From the Beatles on, the UK does no wrong in my book, man. Yeah, Sass Jordan is. I mean, Sass Jordan is a kind of is one of the most underrated female vocalists. She's an underrated vocalist and a pretty good fucking guitar player too. Um, but those are some random hard rock bands from the eighties. You know, classic metal or classic hard rock. Um, thank you, Keith Campbell and Vintage Sounds. Thank you both. Love you guys. I yeah, saw Raven's something about um, Bachman Turner Overdrive actually did open for Van Halen back in the 80s. Yes, they did on the 5150 tour, I think. That's right. How or, or you oh you eight one two, one of those two tours, first two tours. <laughs> yeah, 95, I think. Yep. Uh Sass Jordan, yeah, she did. She there was she was suggested as a lead singer for Van Halen and could have done the job. She is a fucking fantastic voice. Yes, and I, I, you already know that, Cheech. I love Killer Dwarfs. I am a, I'm probably the biggest Killer Dwarfs fan in the chat. Where can I find a Killer uh, hold Dwarf? On, hold on, boys and girls. Oh, hey, Paulie and I are, are at least are at least dead even. Wait, Dane, was that you standing in front of Paulie? Yeah, we're <laughs> going to find a Killer Dwarf. I'm at a Killer all Dwarf show. I wonder where I can find a Killer Dwarf. All oh, Paul remembers from that show was here. in front of him was this skinny blonde reaching back and jerking him off through the show. And Dane just did that. And I'm wondering, wait a minute. Coincidental. <laughs> I happen to, I, I love Triumph too. Triumph is a good band. Yeah. And Paul, you, you know, you, you know, Paul, you know, night. you and I are at least equal on our love for the Killer Dwarves band. I, I mean, love, I fucking love Killer Dwarves. I love them both. Uh, I love, we both love them. Uh, I, I remember I paid for that rare. I told you this before for that rare pressing of their CD. I paid $125 just to get it. Cause I love the band. That Which pressing much. The, the original, uh, I think stand it, tall. I think it was like either the first or second one that was out of print and really, really hard to find. The first one is just killer dwarves. And the second one is stand tall, stand tall. Which is... one, which one is rare? Which uh, one's both really fucking rare? All of them. I, yeah, I know I mean, one of them. I paid. I paid one hundred twenty-five dollars. This is years ago too. Yeah. To get yeah. a copy of it, an original copy of it. Um, but it's a great band. If you haven't listened to Killer Dwarves and you're yeah. part of our audience, yeah, you Killer need Dwarves to listen great. to Killer Dwarves. Listen to listen to Dirty Weapons or yeah, dude, Coming any Through of is a great song. Yeah, Desperado is a great song. Killer they're Dwarves are. Killer dwarfs are uh, uh and it's there's no V in it. it's it's dwarf. Um, yeah, it's one of dwarfs. the most under. We've all talked about this on the show before. It's one of the most underrated yeah, and really underappreciated band. '80s bands you should have known about. Should have been bigger. No pun intended. Yeah, um, they yeah. were great. Um, really, Maybe Saga. Saga is a um, hurt them. 
Wind Them Up, man, is is a great song from Saga. Yeah. Saga's Saga was an interesting thing. They had a a short window, very short, like Honeymoon Suite. They had a very short window. I think um, their big their biggest hit was probably On the Loose. On the Loose was their biggest hit. Yeah, but but um, listen to the song um um wind wind them up. Yeah, which is on the same record. Yeah, great great um, great record. Really really good. Tragically yeah, Kick Saga, Kick Axe is uh, Kick Axe is Canada's Quiet Riot. In fact, they were produced by the same guy, a guy named Spencer Proffer, which is why their drum sound is exactly the same. Um same oh, yeah, the, no the same sound <laughs> it was just you know certain guys like bo hill bo hill made everything sound like rat like remember when bo hill got a hold of kicks they started and johnny to sound who like was rat. your old roommate uh we never heard of i don't remember yeah ron jeremy that's right johnny yeah that's you're right um yeah, and mark dylan cellmate black and blue which if you if you haven't heard Hold On to 18, you are mm-hmm. missing one of the best tracks of the 80s. Yeah. First two, first two uh, uh black. I'm trying to hold on to 38. Could you first imagine three. being uh, in a jail cell 29. with Ron Jeremy? How horrible that would be. The smell <laughs> or having the to sleep with Ron your back Jeremy's to the under sack sweat. You get uh, uh without love and nasty nasty are the two records from black and blue that you want to you want to own. Right now, Dane, someone is in the bottom bunk of a prison cell bunk bed looking up and seeing something flopping over the edge of Ron <laughs> Jeremy's bed. And it's his dong. Yeah. He's laying on his side and his dick's just hanging over the edge. It's just hanging over there like a vine. Let's see. Uh, looking in the chat. Sabotage Vintage Sound is an incredible band. Uh, also tied to Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, Sabotage, you're not going to go wrong with any of their albums. They have been consistently good. They, they were they were more oh, power the metal King at is the beginning. Best. They were more power metal at the beginning and became more progressive metal. Uh, yeah. But incredible, incredible band. Same Sabotage. thing with Fate's Warning. Fate's Warning was was fantastic early on. Very comparable. And, and yeah. rest in peace, John Oliver. Yeah. They were they oh, were all Valley Girl. He, the guy's saying Valley Girl, best movie soundtrack ever. Prove me wrong. <laughs> the Plimsolls, right? Million miles away. They're one hit. Yeah, that, I love that movie and that song. <laughs> Rena says Ron Jeremy is eating a bologna sandwich tonight. Ron Jeremy's cellmate is just eating a bologna. Oh yeah, April Wine. Big With Canadian cheese. band. Never Three huge. I was never player. a huge April Wine fan. Three guitar uh, there was, players. There was one song I liked. I mean, I like to rock. I like to rock. I still haven't heard April Wine. I think we were talking She's about that. Yeah. They're that, all right. That's the one. April Wine was like Canada's Humble Pie. <laughs> Humble Pie, <laughs> super underrated band. The problem with Humble Pie is they did too many covers. Uh, Paulie, Hip Metalworks wants to know your thoughts on Frank Marino. Uh, name drop, uh, Mahogany Rush was a cool band. Yeah, Frank Marino is Frank Marino is a, is a, yeah, he's a name drop. He's a, he's a guy like <clears throat> that Zach Wilde likes to mention a lot in all of his interviews to sound like he is a, uh oh, Johnny. That might be, that might be for us. It could be, that Kurt. might be Kurt with a C. Kurt with a C. 
Hello, Hello. give me your credit card over we the got phone. Mute. We got we got muted. Um, yeah, Frank Marino is again one of those guys. Yeah, that, is, uh, is that is that is that Wolfgang like still Leslie available? West, you know, can I buy gets, it tonight? Uh, Do you ship? Gets a lot of mentions. Um, good you guitar like pizza? player. Good guitar player, but again, a lot like when we talk about Michael Schenker and Gary Moore. Um, he's a name drop guitar player that that uh, only real guitar nerds know. But he's one of those seventies guys. Shit. Yeah, um, kind of like Alvin Lee. You know, a couple of those guys that are just that people know who they are. Uh, um, Robin Trower. Do you know what I mean? Someone may, someone right now may be buying Jay's old guitar. Oh, absolutely. I, that that thing's not going to last long. That's a great guitar, man. That's a good yeah. price. Thirteen. Jap- it's a Japanese uh, EVH Wolfgang. Wolfgang special. Johnny, what are those? What are those go for? Plus, Jay's upgraded it. Jay has like noiseless springs. He's got a big brass block in there. And it's in great condition. Nice color. Hmm. And Dane, I, I like. They guitar. go for a lot these days. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the, the prices have gone way up on those. Um, I, Taylor, I think Taylor Savage wants to know your your opinion of Sabotage. Paulie. I love. I, gave I love. My look, opinion. Sabotage. People don't understand that uh, Streets is the album that. Uh, uh, that was like it's like a it's their version of Operation Mind Crime. Um, just it's a, a fantastic it's a concept. Record. It's a great concept, concept album. album. It's actually a rock great opera one. record. Great one. Um, and then you get uh, um, well, people drew drew SG sixty SGS sixty. Uh, yeah, people know Rudolf Schenker only because he's in Scorpions, but Rudolf Schenker is not a kind of the guy that people really talk a lot uh, talk a lot about. Um, Sabotage. I mean, Dead Winter Dead was the record that launched the original um, Christmas, Christmas Eve Sarajevo. That started getting played on metal radio, um, and then regular rock radio stations started playing it, and that's why Trans-Siberian Orchestra exists. There was no Trans-Siberian Orchestra before Christmas Eve Sarajevo 1224 became a hit. Sabotage has never had a hit. That song became a hit, they re-released it under the name Trans-Siberian Orchestra because Sabotage, people were like, I'm not going to play Sabotage. They already had a reputation as being who they were, so they created this side project. Al Petrelli <laughs> created this side project. i play them on Christmas. No, that's the truth. Yeah, right. If people were like, well, who's going to play Sabotage? Well, the, um, closest, the closest Sabotage... Santa Claus. <laughs> ...was Gutter Ballet. Yeah, but those, those was, were none of close, those... That was, that was the album that broke them out into the metal mainstream. Yeah, Hall of the was, Mountain was, King. Hall of the Mountain Butter King Ballet. also was, was very yeah. well played. Um, and then the Trans-Siberian Orchestra thing happened. You know, uh, Petrali was smart enough to go, hey. Um, and they put this thing together. And now the Trans-Siberian Orchestra sells millions of records. And Sabotage can't sell 200,000. It's amazing. It's, and what's it's, really funny is there have same been guys. shows... There have been shows with both bands playing where Sabotage is on one stage and then stops, and then the guys go over there, and now they're Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and they play that. that you know, They open up for the bigger ball. version of themselves. Well, that's like when, uh, when Suicidal Tendencies and Infectious Grooves went out together. I saw that tour. It was fucking awesome. Uh, this Infectious back when, Grooves are in-house. Back, that's back when Trujillo was in Suicidal Tendencies. Mm-mm-mm. And so he and Mike Muir puts out the, put out this Infectious Grooves record, which is closer to Red Hot Chili Peppers than it is, you know, hardcore punk. What's the name um, of the record? Which Infectious, one? Infectious. Oh. Um, there's, there's, there's four albums. Oh, are there four the plague, of those? You're thinking of the plague that makes your booty move. That's the one. Yeah. Everybody get that album. 
Get that yeah. CD. The plague that makes your booty move is their big. Get that thing. Yeah, is their big their big record. Um, and then they have a an EP that they do a cover of David Bowie's Fame that is fucking outstanding on Sarsipius Ark. Um, Welcome, Ed. Groove Family, Groove Family Psycho, Masparacho. I mean, they really Ed. are. They really are a fucking great band. And by the way, I've told this story before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate it again. Speaking of sabotage, I remember. Yeah, there are two. There, are, by the way, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Jay Jay is right. Jay Hannon, there is more than one TSO, kind of like Blue Man Group. It has yes. become so big, an East that, and West version. Yes, this has become so big that in order for them to play all of the markets that they play between Thanksgiving and New Year's, because that's that's TSO season. That's where they make all their money. Right. There are two touring companies of the TSO and they split the country somewhere around the Mississippi river. One plays Mississippi river East. The other plays Mississippi river West. And that's why there are two different versions of TSO. So yeah, that they Amanda, can said, Amanda said it best. They're like the Harlem Globetrotters. There's, there's multiple versions of them. That's a great comparison. Which, and which one's better? I think uh, the version, the, the West coast version is better. I think the one with Petrelli and Blas Elias on drums, I think that's the version I like the best. And who, and what's the other one? Chris Caffrey? Yeah. Chug. I always, <laughs> now smash the can on your fucking off. head. I'm surprised you guys on, aren't going off again. on the Harlem Globetrotters right now. I, mean, I love the Harlem Globetrotters. What's not to like I about the I saw the original Harlem Globetrotters at Madison Square Garden as a kid. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> when 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 Metal Arc Lemon and Geese Osby and Curly Neal was still alive. Oh, it was yeah. so kick-ass. Meadowlark, metal. Remember the cartoon? Mm-hmm. Harlem Globetrotters. Today, Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. I believe Dino is on the East Coast, by the way, Hip Metal Works. I think he's part of the Eastern uh, touring group, Dino Jaluzic. I, I've spoken about this before, but I'm going to reiterate this uh, sabotage story. Years back when my father was still alive, rest in peace, um, my parents were out shopping and they came home to hear me blasting blasting a sabotage album uh on my stereo system and immediately my dad walks in the house shut that shit off shut that fucking garbage off and you know i turned it off and okay 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 i hear not 15 minutes later downstairs he literally turns on on his stereo trans-siberian orchestra sarajevo and I look, it's literally a song on the CD, He Had Me Shut Off. Dead Winter Dead. And, and I go downstairs, and I'm cool as a cucumber, and I'm like, uh, hey, uh, this is great. What, what is this? Nothing you would like. Nothing you would understand. <laughs> interesting, interesting. What, what's the name of this band? It's not a band, it's an orchestra. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I said, oh, oh, that's that's interesting. Say, um, d- does it have um, a song called uh, Sarajevo 18, what is it, 18? Christmas Eve, Sarajevo 1224. 1224. I said, does it have that song? He's like, oh, you've heard this song? I said, yeah, it's on the album. You just fucking had me shut off. <laughs> he couldn't He couldn't <laughs> believe what I, was lo- what I was trying to show him. He was like, not comprehending it he's like what are you talking about what are you talking about shut up that's that's garbage and i was just like it's the same shit same guys <laughs> I used same to love album you. same song i used to love doing that when i was listening to like Ingve. i'd be listening to like Ingve 
And my father would be like, turn off that noise. I'm like, why? I'm listening to classical. It's 24 caprices. He's doing Pagini. <laughs> what do you want me to fucking do? You know what I mean? You're, you're, uh, ding, yes, that's, ding, that's what everybody loves. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. It's a great, it's a great piece of music. They were smart, uh, to, to take that piece and, uh, and make a huge hit out of it. And every year they get, they sell millions of records. They put out, you know, these Christmas Eve albums, these Christmas albums yeah. every year and do a tour every year and may, and it's, those guys are set up. They're set up. That's why they don't have to do shit in uh sabotage so i don't it, it doesn't matter that they don't sell a million records and jimmy jimmy ray hawkins is right uh joel hoekstra yep. is in trans siberian as well as white snake yep super sweet guy by the way as well as a monster player i did hear really i nice. heard a clip of david coverdale talking about adrian vandenberg and white snake recently Edward van halen by the way making an appearance right there and he uh and Coverdale, for as much as I I, I want to like him, he is so unlikable. Um, he's like Adrian Vandenberg was always a fan of White Snake before he became part of the band, so he understood what was necessary to bring to that, what was expected of him. Like, dude, he wasn't a fucking employee. He wrote fucking huge hits for you. He made you millions of dollars. Don't fucking treat him like he was a fucking clerk in your store. Yeah, and also he didn't he didn't discover him or anything. Adrian was, no, already, was already in Vandenberg. A, he was doing established fine. great band with multiple albums out before he joined Whitesnake. Arguably, arguably the Dutch Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, easily, Wait. easily. Wait, what? <laughs> and, and, and one hell of a guy, by the way. One 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 hell of a sweet guy. Um, my point being, uh, Coverdale is so dismissive of anyone not named david coverdale darling he is just an insufferable cunt him and ingve are having an ego off oh it's so i mean i, I love white snake i really do but jesus yes yeah, sykes wrote most of the hits yeah sean mahoney, sean mahoney right. hit it right on the head yeah, john, john sykes, sykes is responsible. responsible i mean i i love mel galley you know i love bernie marsden and mickey moody and all the guys that were in white snake i love those records I love everything White Snake did from the you know, late seventies up through nineteen eighty seven. And I start me... with I start with slide it in. I've tried yeah. to like the deep purplish stuff. It didn't work for me. With me, slide it in was right. one of my favorite albums. That uh -huh. the nineteen eighty seven and the and the slip of the tongue are my three. That's my trilogy right but there. Sykes didn't awesome. write the, the the slide it in record. He just re-recorded the guitar parts that Mel Galley and Bernie Marsden had already done. That's the point. I thought I thought, I thought Sykes. Uh, oh wait, no, no, he you're right. You're right. He overdubbed Sykes some tracks. Sykes did the original. Um, he did the U.S. overdub right. mix. The, there's a U.K. Right, right, mix right. of that record that is exactly the same album. You're right. A little you're more right. raw, not quite as polished. They brought Sykes in because he looked good. <laughs> Athletic to be honest, dash hole. Rest in peace, hot broad on top of a Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Athletic Dash Hole. <laughs> um. <laughs> he uh john sykes literally was brought in by by david geffen to create a guitar hero in the spirit of dave and eddie and robert and jimmy and steven and joe they thought that david coverdale as charismatic a frontman as he was needed to Which have he is he's a great yeah, frontman. absolutely let's, absolutely. let's no give him the due that he's due he is a great frontman absolutely unequivocally one of the greatest rock vocalists one of the great front men 
clearly a legend. Great live already. show. Who's harder to hang out with, Coverdale or Ingve? Ingve or uh, or Brucey Blackmore. Ingve. Uh, I would say Ingve is the hardest Yngwie. one. Yeah, Dude, here's the thing with because the out with at least Coverdale. Coverdale. Coverdale may be an arrogant prick, but at least he'll discuss other music with you. And he's he'll discuss how great Ingve is. Yeah, no, no. David has a David has a, 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 a has a personality. Um, it's excessively narcissistic, but not in an yeah. off-putting way. He can be charming. Blackmore is an eccentric English musician, like Steve Howe, like Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page and Jimmy and Richie Blackmore are very similar. They're very smart. The guys in Deep Purple, all the guys in Deep Purple. Steve Harris is like this. Um, Bruce Dickinson is like this. There's a certain, the guys in Judas Priest. Uh, um, uh, uh, Glenn Tipton is like this. These are very elegant, refined, educated, well-spoken, and 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 have a certain properness about them. Coverdale has the same thing. Ingve is a narcissistic, self-absorbed cunt. I He's know, but with Ingve, you could it, be it, like, hey, bro, hand him a guitar. And hey, man, will you show me the, like, the A minor... Lydian scale or something, and he'll sit there and go, oh no, he he can do it. He's accomplished. But if you want to have hours. a discussion with him, if if you say, hey, um, Ingve, let's let's talk about uh, David Lee Roth. Oh, David Lee Roth does like my stuff. What? Huh? Um, <laughs> no, David, Coverdale will be like, I remember one time I was in a bar with David Lee Roth, and Tony came over and she talked to me first. Like that's <laughs> like David is very comp very competitive in that way. Uh, Ingve, I will, Ingve I will just talks about how everyone loves Ingve, including. I Ingve. will give him. I will give him. A, a, I'll give him a bit of a pass. He has become a little bit more friendly. He has become a little bit more open-minded as far as his pers uh, his public persona. Like you see the videos of him now when he's playing and he's playing his little Italy's all day. Uh, but then he'll stop and he'll look at the camera and tell kids, "Kids, practice all the time that you can. Play what you want to play." be the great guitar player you want to be. And then and like, he's at least being more supportive of other people in that way. And I mean, he, I think he's making an effort, which I think he should be commended for because he's certainly long overdue for making amends for being the douchebag he's been for 40 years. Douchebag. 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 Yeah. Douchebag. I just with Ingve, if he had a guitar in his hand, you could at least sit there and you don't have to have a conversation with him. You could just listen to him play. Ingve, well, or, or listen to him talk. He loves to do that. Bozik is right. Blackmore does diss other players openly to their face, but so does Steve Howe, kind of Jimmy Page, uh, Who Jeff Mack, on that list Clapton. All those guys do that. With. All those English guitar players are very dismissive of those that they don't feel are worthy. They're just I don't want to say they're honest, but I think they're giving their honest assessment. And whether you like it or not, you asked for what they thought, and they're going to tell you with it, with no regard to how you how you interpret it. They just don't give a shit. Whether or not that's right or wrong, it's it's a cultural thing. I think that the English are honest to the to a to fault. a degree, not to a fault, but to a to almost to the point of abrasive because they don't care in that way. It's not that they're they're uncaring people, but you if you ask them for their opinion, they're going to give you their opinion with no regard to how you're going to interpret their opinion. Their opinion is their opinion, and they figured, well, you asked for it, here it is. Yeah, but there's a way to do. I mean, look, I'm I'm a born and bred New Yorker. We're very straight shooters. We will tell you what is on our mind without sugarcoating shit. But there are times we're not going to like rip someone apart, you know, 
we, we'll we'll use a little bit of uh, of, well, of judgment in that the English won't do that, you know. But that's a different. That's culturally different. Listen to yeah. listen to how yeah. if you if you look at you know we obviously have C-SPAN on in this country and we, nobody watches it. But if you look at a Senate <laughs> hearing, if you look at a Senate hearing, as goofy as they are here, and I'm not even talking about the with the topics of the politics, but just the way we exchange ideas and converse, the way the English do it is completely just regard no with no regard to how you're going to accept what they say when they're in when they're in their parliament and they're talking about something and they disagree about it they don't give a fuck if it hurts your feelings they just don't oh, yeah. care it's a cultural thing it's just the way they exchange or they communicate and we in america are a little bit butthurt over we we want we want your opinion but we want to hear what we want to hear and if we hear something that we don't necessarily like fuck you English Parliament is actually very fun to watch, and shout they out fight. To, they shout fight. out to my buddies in the, in the UK. Uh, shout out to Glenn and and Scott, and uh, you know all, all my other friends in the UK because I know they like throw shit at each, each other. They, they literally, they literally, it's like you watch a Senate hearing out here, and they're like taking turns, and they'll say what's on their mind, but they'll give a speech, and maybe it'll rip someone apart a little or whatever. But in the in the Parliament, they're literally like. They throw I mean, stuff like at each other. Guys at once are screaming yeah. at each other, like yeah. they're ready to like jump the rails and go at each other. It's like really funny. It's funny to watch. And then when they're done, when the session is over, they're like good, jolly good. Yes, I don't want Ben T. Yes, fine, why not? Yeah. But oh, in that right. moment, in that, it's All like right, this, it's like Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. And then they beat yeah, the shit out of each kill, other. Then they kill each other. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. beat the shit out of each other. Then at the end of that, ding ding. All right, time's up. <laughs> Crumpets, indeed. Yes. Jesus Repesme, you're absolutely right. They won't acknowledge someone that they think is more successful or better than them. That's just the English way. Well, the English well way in, in Ingve's case, no one is better than Ingve says so. Ingve, what are some of the the uh, Americans that are very very similar to that? Are we talking, you know, like uh, David Draymond, who um, we talking? Uh, well, no, I, I can't say Bass. Bass Bass has an arrogance about him, but the thing is, he's such a fan of bands like Kiss right. and, and some other guys. So ba Bass goes back and forth. You know, he'll he has a he has strong opinions, but he gives credit where it's due. I got to give that to Bass. Um, I, yeah, I think there are guys who take themselves a little too seriously. I think the, the you know the the Eddie Vedders of the world take themselves a little too seriously. I think Glenn Fry takes himself a little too seriously. Sometimes Springsteen takes himself a little too seriously. I think that, <clears throat> you know, Michael Stipe from REM, um, there are some guys that are just, they have a cross on their shoulder that they Axel have to Rose. Axel Rose. Axel Rose. Yeah. I mean, there are, these, yeah. there are certain guys that just um, forget who they are. And you it's know, funny because Slash is the opposite. He's yeah. It's like so, so gracious. Yeah. I mean, you, there are guys, you know, I mean, Morello's another guy who's a little too smart for the room. Great guitar player. When you get him on a topic, the problem with Tom Morello is he's Harvard educated. He's got a fucking master's he's and smart. he's, and he's super smart. So he doesn't suffer idiots. If you get something that he's interested in, he can be very, very pleasant about it, but he does tend to be a little condescending because he does know more than you. Keith Campbell. I disagree with John Bon Jovi because I, I, I have to no, say bon Jovi's John, bon jo John Bon Jovi is not only nice and generous and, and, uh, and, and really, really, Philanthropic, um, just a, philanthropic, but also he's helped a lot of friends in the industry climb in the industry. The Skid Row guys, Snake Sabo, yep. um, uh, Cinderella, Tom yep. Kiefer. I mean, and he, as a result of Cinderella, always, Brittany Fox, he's helped you know, guys I mean, there's, there's rise like a tree. up the ranks. 
Yeah, yeah and no, Aldo John, Nova. I have to say is one of the nicest guys in rock, I think. Can be. Chris Can Jericho's be, yeah. a dildo. I'll give you that, Craven yep. Soda. Um, but there, you know, I mean, look, I think that David Draymond from Disturbed, fuck that guy. He's just an arrogant douche. Uh, sometimes was- Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's kind of an asshole. Um, he comes across as being a little bit too smart for the room to, you know, look, these guys, you're, you're the singer in a rock band. Just fucking have a good time. Yeah. Just, you're a singer in a rock band. You're not a fucking physicist. You're not a lawyer. You're yeah, not look a to world... the side stage. There's groupies waiting. Have yeah, good dude, times. Maynard. Yeah. Maynard Keenan kind of has that to a, to a lesser degree. Although Maynard does have a sense of humor. His sense of humor tends to be very condescending. It, it, it's not sarcastic. It does come across sometimes as mean spirited, but that's tool in a nutshell tool are the band that treats their fans the worst. They, they think their fans are stupid. They look down on their fans. There's it's like part of an act. It's almost like the, the Tony Clifton thing. It's like you're in on the joke, but I don't think the joke is funny to people that aren't in on it. And I think does that Gigi Allen count as he threw shit at his audience. <laughs> I think that the, um, I think the tool is a phenomenal well-named band. band. They're yes, they're a phenomenal band. Um, I mean, there's an argument to be made that they're the best fucking metal band on the planet. The problem is they I, know I, it. I, I don't know about that, but they know uh, they they really are. They're pretty fucking amazing. If you take Black Sabbath and and put it together with Pink Floyd, you get Tool. It's with the with the musicianship of Yes, they are fucking outstanding and phenomenal. Not my jam. Not my the just problem not my is, jam. The problem is there's such morphine drip. I'd rather have Sabbath. Morphine drip is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, they're I'd just I'd rather have I'd rather have Sabbath than uh, than Tool. They're just such assholes. They're By just By the way, such Lawrence assholes. Lawrence Christensen brings up something interesting. He saw Ingve open for Loverboy in 86. That is a strange combo. Mm-hmm. And I like Loverboy too. What about those Metallica boys? Are they nice people or what? Two of them are. Two of them are extremely nice. I've Kirk, never had Kirk, a bad experience. I've never Kirk had a bad and experience. Robert are really, really sweet guys. <laughs> um, look, like I said, I love Metallica. I had personal bad experiences with um, with with uh, Lars and James. A lot of arrogance floating in that in that side of the of the camp. Even even to treating how they've treated Kirk. Um, you know, I mean. You know, like I said, I don't think Lars Ulrich has a lot of personal fans other than musically. James is an antisocial guy. <clears throat> Beyond um, antisocial. Yeah, you have to, you know, James is Lars James is just is a dick. James I'm is sorry, damaged. Lars, Lars is, is a, a Lars is a spoiled little bitch sometimes. Um and Robert, I, but I like Lars. Uh, their new bass player, he, he's not the kind new, of guy. No, he's been there for 20 fucking years. And I'm just saying he's not the kind of guy that you're gonna mess with. Robert's he's the nice nicest guy. He's fucking guy in the nice world. Guy. But I, but if he he's a super to, sweetheart of a guy. Ass. He's I'm, not I'm that sure big. He, I don't think. I don't think he ever would get. If he's he's bulky, but he's not tall. He's not tall. Way, I'm, Rob, bigger than, Rob, I'm bigger than Rob Robert Trujillo. Type to get a fight. Rob Trujillo is just like Jason. Rob Trujillo is just really good to fans and a good guy. I mean, he's not Jason. They used to mess with Jason. Jason is a jerk. But 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 Dane is right. They did really put put absolutely the absolutely, and they know? do it to Kirk too. They they totally <laughs> do it to Kirk. Kirk Kirk and Metallica to them is a second class citizen. It's like he's a guy no, rather than like the lynch. But it's their business. The it's their business, and if that's the way they want to treat each other, then you know more power to them. It's you know it's their relationship. 
I've never had a bad experience with Metallica, so I can't, I can't shit on them, but I recognize, I've also had the same thing. You know, everybody talks about what an asshole Dave Mustaine is. I've never had that experience either. I like so, Dave. I, you when know, was your last uh, Metallica interview? Uh, I had, uh, I had, it's been a couple of years, but I had uh, Robin studio. The video is up and you, you can play that Johnny, if you want to, I actually ask him and go, look, if you guys were capable of an album like death magnetic, how do you explain, um, St. Anger or Lulu? And he laughed. He was, he was a total, he was a total pro about it. No, no. Robert is, is the coolest guy in the world. They are really, I've never had a bad experience with Metallica. I know people have, and I understand that D that James is a tough nut to crack. I've just never, I've never personally experienced it, but I have seen it. But you, and I but met you Jason. Met him in a yeah, that, hold on, you met you, Paul. You met him in a prefer, uh, professional capacity to interview him, though, right? I've seen them socially too. Okay, all right. I, yeah. I've seen them socially. Socially, you know, James and Lars. You know, can be especially Lars. I mean, well, you just don't take Lars as shit. If you don't take Lars as shit, he's fine. If Lars knows he can get over on you, he will. He's a spoiled little shit. So if you if you if if you defer to Lars and he knows that you know Lars doesn't have to deal with you, so he walks away or he'll yeah. he'll just be dismissive of you. Yeah, and I get that totally because totally. he's Lars because he's going to yeah. do his thing. Um, and that's his thing, being a dick. He can be. He, he can be. Um, Keith Campbell, yes, yeah. You rip, were, rest in peace, Cliff Burton. Absolutely. Keith, you were, we were at that same... We, we were at the OzFest that, that Jason and I were sitting on stage, you know, goofing around together. Because that's Keith Campbell says he met Jason at that same 2002 OzFest. That's the OzFest that Ozzy didn't play on that, uh, that Marilyn Manson had to headline where he stuck a microphone inside one of his background dancers. That resulted nice. in a lawsuit. Nice. But that was that was the day that Jason uh, came over and sat on the couch with us. We had a stage in Sacramento at the amphitheater. There was the Ozfest stage, main stage, the second stage, and then there was our stage. We literally had a stage, the radio station, with a big living room set up, and all the artists would come over and sit down and hang out with us for like a half hour and do interviews on the air in front of you know five ten thousand people. Um, and and Jason came up and was like the coolest guy in the world, but. You know, there are people who don't like Jason because Jason is dismissive too. When they put out Saint Anger, where did they know within the band, hey, we're taking a risk with this one? We're doing something off the normal path that we usually take. Did they know they were taking a risk or were they just like oh, did they know that the album was gonna suck? The album doesn't suck. <laughs> the album the album does exactly what it's supposed to do. Piss if me they off. had put if they had put out here's the thing. At that point, think about this for a second. Metallica couldn't fucking win. They put out the Black Album, huge, massive record. They, they put lose. out, they put out Load. Load was a massive success too. Mm -hmm. New audience, massive that, success. Give me, two, give me fire. Yeah, Reload. They put out Reload, massive success. Was not the same, not the same Metallica. The massive success, but no, an evolving style, definitely. But fans turned on them after the Black Album. They turned on them during Load. They turned on them during Reload. At some point, they said, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to make a record that is so loud and dissonant that there's no way that anybody who says that we've sold out can say we didn't make a fucking brutally heavy record. And they did. They made a record deliberately that was fucking just loud 
and brutally obnoxious. When was that? And live and people on shit on Mark that too. That this isn't just me. Dislike and anger, right? If you're in the chat and you dislike and anger, please say something because I know I'm not the only one that didn't like that album. I Ed didn't say. St. Anger was Metallica's Van Halen 3, Ed says. It didn't suck. I agree with that. It doesn't suck. Songs are good. The production is brutal. Deliberately brutal. I wasn't a fan of that one. It brutally. It's brutal. Here, here's what kind of Metallica fan I am. I listened to the radio hits, and there wasn't that many. But I, you know, just at parties and wherever, you hear the first four or five albums. The Black Album came out. You know, and you were overwhelmed with that one. And it was okay because they were starting to get a little more easier to listen to. And there was a couple slower ballads on that one. And then the load and reload, again, it had like one radio hit on each one. And then that one, mean one radio hit played. Well, it was that give me fuel, give me fire. That was a huge it, hit. The, there, right. There's like, there's I like that. All right. But I never went out and bought a Metallica CD. Well then, you're not really a Metallica. You're not really a Metallica fan, and that's fine. I've seen them live um, twice. Okay. I've seen Injustice for All, uh, and I saw the uh, the Black Album uh, live concert. I've seen them live twice, so I've just never bought a CD. I always got enough of it through the radio. I mean, let's talk about. I, I, I'm, I've just pulled up the song list for Load and Reload. Load, Ain't My Bitch, hit, two by four, hit, yeah. Until It Sleeps, hit, King Nothing, yeah. hit, Hero of the Day, hit, Bleeding Me, hit, wow. Wasting My Hate, hit. That's one album. That's Load. Wow. I mean, different right? degrees of hit. Okay, and how many of those? They were all massive radio. radio songs. A right. lot of them were. A lot of all them right? right. I mean, Load was a good album. Reload. Fuel, hit, Memory Remains, hit, Unforgiven wow. 2, hit. Wow. Yeah, so not Dude. as many hits, not as many hits on still Reload. still a good album, a really good album. And Devil's Dance is on that, too. That wasn't really a hit. But Load was a massive fucking record. Right. But now go to St. Anger. St. Anger didn't have any hits on it. Frantic, Frantic, Some Kind of Monster, My World. Those were the only ones that were released. Frantic and St. Anger were the only two that... And Some Kind of Monster was just because of the movie. What about no, that, that live one with the orchestra? Well, yeah, that that the S and M record was the end of the nineties. That had a it, radio hit on it. Yeah, it's you no leaf clover, which is where James. Oh, hello, James. James just zapped him. What just happened? <laughs> and there's uh, Neanderthal broadcasting from the Ukraine. Yeah. Paulie, we hope you're okay. Speaking of Ukraine, blue and yellow lemoncello bang energy drink. Buy it and support Ukraine. Blue and yellow lemoncello. All proceeds go support. immediately over to them. No, the proceeds don't. I don't know what they're doing with the proceeds, so I can't say that. But the colors are specifically supportive of the war in Ukraine. And, of course, uh, we hate Russia. So, Well, we hate Putin. We, we like Russian... Certain Russian people, but we hate Putin. So there you go. Paulie will be right back it's, along it's with It's such Donnie. a disaster that that is going on over there. It's look, oh, prayers, prayers out. Why? Prayers out for everyone in Ukraine right now. Yes. Uh, prayers for your safety and blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, 
Let's talk about Captain Kirk's birthday. Happy 91st birthday out there to William Shatner. I know you're not watching the show because you have better taste than all of us, but happy birthday to William Shatner. Shout out. Leave on the chat if you would. Happy birthday to William Shatner, just in case somebody watching knows him. Uh, because he really is, you know, I mean, fucking, Hey, he's the captain. Really Kirk. Incredible. A few months back on, when man. he went up into, in, into space on that flight and everything. That was really incredible. Oh, it's, it's nice seeing captain Kirk actually in space. If you haven't seen his SNL bit, uh, Google on YouTube, SNL, captain Kirk or William Shatner, really phenomenal. So happy birthday, William Shatner hit Metalworks wants to know guitar of the night hint. Mama Kuda helped me pick it out today. So uh, we'll be showing that in a little while. In the meantime, why don't you put in a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already, hit the like button, smash it, and put in for our Van Halen pop giveaway tonight. That's happening tonight. We're giving away that awesome Eddie Van Halen happy-looking pop figure. Go in to the chat and hit pound sign win. That's pound sign W-I-N if you have not already. So you're entered in tonight's raffle for that Van Halen pop giveaway because that is so cool. Happy little Eddie there. I love that pop. I love that pop. Love that so much. They're awesome. They really are. They're the best. They're the best pop that they have ever made. And they have made some amazing stuff. So if you haven't yet entered for tonight's raffle, for that Van Halen giveaway. Yeah. That is being given away tonight. In the chat. And you have to subscribe to be able to type in the chat. Johnny, are we getting Paul back or? What happened uh, to Paul? Paul's not here, but there's somebody that yeah. doesn't like the electric company that just popped in. Pop. <laughs> the electric company. There he is. There. I. My all my lights dimmed for a second. Everything rebooted. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I paid my bills. It's the rush. Well, we were with Paul. You we the lightning. William Shatner, happy 91st birthday. Oh yes. Did an interview Sherman with Callahan him just a couple of weeks he used ago. To work with him in the 90s as security guard for him and his family. Nice. We did an interview did with say, him recently. Um, William, do you regret doing the uh, the albums that you did back in the day? He just Mr. finished. Mr. He just Mr. did Tambourine one like years ago. Did he do a Mr. new Tambourine one? Man. He did one, and he actually did a song with Richie Blackmore. <laughs> it was like it's like a year ago. Yeah, he did a Smoke he just did a blues he did a blues record. Water. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. By the way, what was your favorite? I I know what mine is. What was your favorite Star Trek movie with William Shatner? I'm curious. My mine was Wrath of Khan. As much as I yeah, love I mean, the one. Voyage that's, Home, the fourth the one, one. Rathacon is the one for me. What What about you, Johnny Dane? Johnny Dane. The, the only the only the only one I saw was Rathacon. How do you not see the? Other I remember two? seeing Rathacon. the ones with Ricardo Maltabon. That's Rathacon. That was Rathacon. Okay, that, yeah. and the little thing went up in his ear. But Rathacon. Like Corinthian leather. I can't hardly remember him. Wrath of Christ. Like Listen Cordoba. to me, Kirk. The Cadillac has fine Corinthian leather. The new Chrysler. Is a Chrysler Cordoba. With fine Corinthian leather. This is SETI Alpha 5! It's been too long since, hell's heart, since I watched I one of them. I spit at thee. Thank you, Leo Safko. That's a great quote, man. Ricardo Montalban was the best in that fucking movie. 
Megatod, the great famous quote, Khan! Robert Rand. Did you give a clue for the guitar? I did. Mama Kuda helped me pick it out today. <laughs> and I'm going to, and she made me explain. She made me make sure that when I reveal the guitar, I explain to what level she helped me pick it out today. So I will uh, feel good about that. Oh, I'm telling should you I, what, I, yeah, Sounds long. Now? Should I do show and tell now? What do you think? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to tap out shortly. So, yeah, I All would right, do the I would do the raffle first. You want to do the raffle before the show? First. And tell? Well, we're already three hours and 15 because minutes we, into this thing. So we tend to lose viewers when you're showing the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I would sneak <laughs> out of here. Yeah, God, God, God forbid this, the show talking <laughs> guitars and 80s metal should be about one of those two things. You know what? Oh, you mean they're actually it talking game? It really blew okay, my I'll, mind. You know what? You I'll, leave, I'll leave it up to the chat. Johnny, take a survey. Should we show the guitar? Or should we give away the raffle first? What do you want to see first? He said, tell, raffle. Me, what, tell me what you guys in the chat want. Show. You want to see the guitar first, guitar or do you want the raffle first? Win. Amanda Coombs has to go to bed soon. I have to go to bed soon with Amanda Coombs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Amanda. <laughs> John is tapping out. <laughs> You know, Paul, not uh, to go back to our old, uh, subject that we were on, but that blows my mind how many radio hits was on those uh, Metallica records. Again, and they I, couldn't I, win. I've heard all those songs. Of course you have. Uh -huh. Th that's the thing is they were oh, they, those were big records. The Load record, yeah. had they not released the Black Album, would have been Metallica's biggest album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're putting a we're putting a survey up right now to see what we do first we're either going to show the guitar of the of the week or we're going to have the raffle right away put your vote in right now and and in two minutes we will reveal what we're going to do next there's 107 possible voters right now look wow we jumped at 27 already yeah while Incredible. you're voting right now Wow. You can also hit that like button, smash that like button on the video. By the way, remember, leave comments on the video because we do read those and we appreciate drop those comments. comments. John, yeah, John, John, comments. John reads them. John does read them. Drop comments. I read them. Johnny reads them. Leave, leave is a word you never want to use while you're live. There you go. That's true. That and throw up, like hey, some people say. Uh, we've got a friend. Um, uh, me and Paul have a friend, and his band was called Virgin. And I was just wondering if you. Well, had you can to go only on see them once. You can only Virgin. see them once. But if you had to look his There's band one. up, though, and all you could do is Google Virgin. Remember, Win. reply on the survey what you want us to do next. Octopus ears, you're wrong. Octopus ears, you're wrong. I just listed off a dozen yeah. huge fucking songs off of the load record. That if if the fine. black um, if the black album there was more than that if the black album had not come out though all of those songs are still hits they're big hits uh and it well, would be i think Octop i think octopus ears is saying there it's not as big as the black album which i know of course it's not as big as the black yeah. the black album is the biggest yeah. metal album of all time yeah, i think that's all he's saying i think that's all he's saying no what he's saying is it's he thinks that load is their worst album it's not it's not. It's not their worst. It's, it's worst not album. their worst album. It's just not. That would be you don't like it. You don't like it, but it's not. It's not their worst album. It's a huge <laughs> fucking massive record. 
with a bunch of hits on it that they still play to this day that still get used on, you know, by the NFL and that are used in commercials and Jesus, man, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like this show. It's different than a lot yeah, of like the other show. albums. Yeah. Like this show, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it. Well, it is kind of, yeah, the show sucks. We've hit new lows every episode. So yeah, I agree. Keith Campbell. You're wrong. Anger was their worst without question. I don't think Paulie, don't you agree with that? What? Out of, yeah, it's, it's out of all. Well, no, Lulu is Lulu is the worst thing that they've ever done. That's a toss-up, man. Lulu is garbage. <laughs> Lulu is a piece of shit. Okay, Johnny, what's the results of our survey of show the guitar win something? Let's see what they want to what they want to do first. It's it's we're gonna do uh, both. Let's see. Fifty post, votes. Post the results. We have hundred and nine. We could get fifty more votes here. Well, maybe. <laughs> actually, no, we can't. Wait, I can what actually we, tell what you what we got right now. Technically, let's, let's, let's one, tally two, three, the results right now. Show three, the results, please. Six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty. Okay, that's about all the votes you can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to see who's actually in the chat. Okay, Just, let's see what we got. What are the results? Please post those. Let's see. Results. Ooh, it's it's close, but we're gonna do the raffle first. Forty-three percent to thirty-three percent. We're going to do the raffle first. So, again, last call right now. Put in hashtag win in the chat if you want to be entered into the raffle for this awesome Van Halen pop. Look how cool and happy Mr. Edward Van Halen is in there right now. Thank you again to Mr. Mick. Thank you again, Mr. Mick, very much for donating that awesome prize to the show tonight. This is the last chance to put in your hashtag win. Because once we cut it off, once we Good start, morning, if you man. haven't put it in the chat, <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> 64. Do we got 65? Do it right now. 65. Last, last call for entries. Last call for entries. Yeah, and Keith Campbell, the graphics are great too. Absolutely. 65. Black salami, that's not counting as an entry. Black salami, put in all your all your. Uh, I want to count Christopher Live Sowas. <laughs> Neander Paul, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for my mother to enter. And well, I would love that Van Halen uh, pop right now. That would be very nice. That would be the the only the closest I've been to a man in in uh, in quite a while, actually. 68, 69, my favorite 69. number. We should stop right there. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Here we okay, go. The winner. That's it. That's and it. The now let's, let's see who wins that awesome Johnny spin that wheel. And oh, let's 70. see who wins. Got 70 entries. 70 entries. Let's see who's winning it tonight. The winner is. BHD sharp. Michael. Just won that awesome Van Halen pop. DHD Sharp, Michael. Wait. Thank you. Wait. Well, actually, he, he, he can't win because he already won this month. Oh, he won already? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Michael. Man. I just looked. I just saw it. You already won. So, you can only win one prize per how long, Johnny? Per month. Per month. Per month. Yeah. Sorry. So, 
Sorry, ADHD sharp. We're going to have to spin again. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Do we all have to enter again? This thing is rigged. No. No, no. Uh, no, you don't have to enter spin again. the wheel again. Sorry, ADHD sharp. I didn't realize you'd want to. Hey, at least I changed your name on the on the card. Thank you, Michael B. All right. He already won. Wait, what, what did you, Michael, what did you win? Did you win one of those already? I just sent him something, actually. Oh, yeah. And the real winner tonight, you, you can only You can only win once Dane per month on the channel. Is... Oh, Bozik. Bozik. Wait. Bo wait a minute. Bozik won What's like up? a half a dozen times this month already. <laughs> Bozik won already also this month? I don't have it written down that he did, but... Uh, Bozik, you can let us know if, if if you want it or if you want us to pass it along. He entered. He wants it. This contest is rigged. well. You entered too. <laughs> I know. I just did it just to be a just to put another entry in for him. <laughs> but wait, did Bo did Bozik already win something or what are we doing? Boxer Junior won already. So Johnny, what's the deal? Is Bozik is Bozik the winner on that? Yes. Okay. He's the winner. Okay. Congratulations, Bozik. Yes. Bozik is claiming the prize. He won last week. Sherman, wait a minute. What are you saying? <laughs> Hold on. I don't have him written down here. Bozik, did you win this Rick. month? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Bozik, most. Bozik, tell John, did you win anything this month already? Let, let us know right now. Seriously. I have no idea. No, he says he didn't. No, Johnny says, of course. He says no. So th that is Bozik. Bozik's the big winner tonight. To Bozik. That is your so, brother. Bozik, send me your info and I will get that to Mr. Mick. Nice. He's sending that up. First time you've won? Oh, okay, awesome. Nice. Well done, Bozik. Well, you've always been a winner to, to me, man. You are a winner to us. Bozik. Thank you. Okay, it is time for show and tell guitar of the week brought to you by all the sponsors we mentioned earlier as well as swiss picks swiss picks the greatest gripping guitar pick ever made swiss picks with wonderful raised holes that i could stick my little tiny pp through try a swiss pick johnny put up that wonderful logo Try a Swiss pick and you will not go back to a regular guitar pick because these are so cool. Some heavy breathing is. going on there. That's the Rusty Cooley edition. Check out the Jason Becker Blue Cheese edition because that helps out Jason Becker's fun. And Dane carries those at Zim's Guitars. If you want to get some at Zim's Guitars in Arizona, Dane will stock you up. Dane carries those. The greatest gripping guitar picks ever. <laughs> Swiss picks. Thank you, Swiss picks. Also brought to you by the ultimate snack food. Johnny, what is the ultimate snack food? I know what it is. It is um, delicious kernels, gourmet popcorn, and more. Proud sponsor of the show. 
delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. If you want the best tasting snack out there, Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more is the one. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, the greatest popcorn, movie popcorn, cheese popcorn. Try the Chicago mix, which is a mix of caramel corn and cheddar corn. Oh, my God. Mama Kuda loves the cheese popcorn. I love the movie popcorn. Really delicious stuff. And, of course, the more part of Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more is the nuts, the chocolate-covered cashews, all the chocolate-covered treats and nuts and candies that you can get there. And when you mention Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon, you get more product. They send you bigger packages of delicious treats over at Colonel's. You mention my name and you open the box, a boxing glove comes out and pops you in the <laughs> noggin. So mention Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon and tell him you saw it on Talking Guitars in 80s Metal Live. Tell him. Why not? It doesn't cost you anything. Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn and more. Ooh. Right? Deliciousness. <gasps> Yummy. I'm getting a bone <sighs> just thinking about it. Oh. What are you doing back there? <laughs> well, are you gas? <laughs> what are you on a CPAP machine? What the fuck? <laughs> Colonel's gourmet popcorn. <gasps> Put it right in my hose of my CPAP machine. <gasps> Suck it through my hose. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, Keith Campbell said he mentioned right. my name to Colonels and got a container full of ass smell. Great. Ed, stick around. <laughs> I'm about to reveal the show and tell guitar. I got to go too. Okay. Well, <clears throat> while you're there, we're going to reveal the show and tell guitar of the week. This was assisted, picked out by Mama Kuda and myself. The story is Mama Kuda says to me, You know, John, I love animal prints. I have a jacket that's leopard print. I have pants that are zebra print. My pussy is an animal in itself, a bearded clam. Ugh. I'll tell you, I want, what? You never tried it, did you, Johnny? Paul has. But anyway, Mama Kuda loves animal prints. So she says to me, do you have any tiger stripe guitars or zebra stripe guitars uh, that you could show tonight? And as you know, I don't keep all my guitars in one place they're in multiple locations between friends houses and storage they're in a lot of locations i don't right now with me have access to a tiger stripe guitar out of my collection so mama kuda said well what animal prints do you have and i said well i have snake skins i have a bunch of snakeskin gunslingers oh well i lie and i showed her a photo and she said, well, I like this pink one. This is the one that I picked for tonight's show and tell guitar. I said, mom, I just showed that specific guitar a couple of weeks ago. She's like, well, that's the one I want to see tonight. I said, but mom, we can't show the same guitar like that. We got to show something different. So she says, well, I still want to see that one. I'll show you later. Mom, pick out a guitar for the show. Dane, where'd you go? Yeah, so Mama Kuda basically settled for me showing this guitar, tonight's show-and-tell guitar of the week. Johnny, if you would just move that little gooey head right there. Let's get that on out of the way. There you go. Almost gone. Almost. Come on. 
Kim? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's show and tell guitar of the week. Johnny, if you please. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> With Mama Kuda's assistance. Look at that thing. Oh, my goodness. Got it. Okay. This is another BC Rich Gunslinger snakeskin. This one is gray. Mama Kuda wanted the pink one. I already showed the pink one. So I pulled this gray one. <laughs> now, listen, snakeskin gunslingers are among some of my favorite graphic gunslingers of the BC Riches. I love BC Rich Gunslingers. You all know I love BC Rich Gunslingers. But the snakeskin and the Nagels are probably two of my favorite patterns. Snakeskins, I have a bunch of different colors. This gray one has special significance because when I first went to get my first electric guitar, I didn't know what to get. I called on my buddy who's in a pro player band called Motormouse. Shout out to singer and guitarist John Marino. And Motormouse was touring with Cheap Trick. And I said, dude, I need your help to pick out a guitar. I don't know anything about electric guitars other than I love heavy metal and I want to learn to play. And he said, okay, well, try this on. And he puts a 59 Les Paul around my neck. And I said, damn, this thing is heavy and it's kind of bulky. What did I know, right? Uh, Feels cheap. Yeah, no, it didn't feel cheap. It was just, it was, it was heavy. It was a heavy guitar. And, um, you know, had I known, I would probably own a 59 Les Paul right now, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, he puts that around and he says, well, try this on. He puts a Fender Strat around my neck. I say, this feels kind of cool. He's like, okay, so you like a Strat body guitar. Let's go down to the guitar store and see what they have. So we go down to the guitar store and the first guitar that catches my eye in the rack is a gray snakeskin gunslinger. Not unlike this one. This Now, this isn't that very same guitar, I don't believe. But the first guitar I saw, and I said, wow, that's a cool guitar. Let me try that one. And he immediately smacked my hand and said, get away from that garbage. You want a man's guitar. You're either getting a Fender Strat or a Gibson Les Paul. Because he was old school. He was in a 70s band. And I was a kid of the 80s. So I like flashy, glammy stuff like this. He likes old school stuff. So he picked me out, and I liked it, a two-tone cream-colored Fender Strat. Uh, and that was my first guitar. Now, I liked it, but I wanted something flashier. That's why my second guitar was a hollow flash Kramer Beretta. Because uh, I wanted something flashy. I wasn't happy with how boring... Uh, a single a single uh, coil Fender Stratocaster was. But this was the guitar I almost got. If I was left on my own accord, I would have had a gray snakeskin gunslinger right out of the fucking gate. And now I have a bunch of them. I love these fucking things. So, again, BC Rich Gunslinger, slanted humbucker. This particular one, uh, this is a Duncan. I'm not sure exactly. This might be a Duncan... This might be a Duncan Distortion. I'm not sure exactly which one this is. It might be a Duncan Distortion. It's definitely a Seymour Duncan pickup. Not standard. Standard, and they had a bunch of different pickups in there, but usually was a DiMarzio Super Distortion. But whoever owned this put this bad boy in. Sounds great. 
Uh, licensed Floyd Rose, of course, one volume, no tone, all business, no nonsense, shredder act. No tone. Tone. Love that logo on that reverse headstock of this beautiful, very fast, thin D-shaped, dirty maple neck. These are some of the best necks. They're modeled after Charvel Sandimas guitars. Because when they were designed, they were designed by the great Dan Lawrence and Glenn Batagel, who worked over at Jackson Charvel. And they said, hey, we need a shredder in BC Rich's herd, who they went to work for, uh, that's comparable to an old school Charvel. And lo, the gunslinger was born. And look at that body with that awesome cutaway at the heel to give you that upper fret access. Real nice. Just a light. Older body with a very fast neck and graphics, 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 baby. Or they had cool solid colors. They had, you know, neon, of course, neon pink, neon green, all sorts of cool stuff. But this is exactly what you want in a shredder. I love these BC Rich Gunslinger. This particular one is an 88. They made these Gunslingers 1988 and 89 just really two years under the old school Bernie Rico company. And then they sold to class acts and still made a gunslinger. They, they changed it a little bit, but this is your classic shredder. And with Mama Kuda's help, because Mama Kuda, who I love wanted an animal print. This is what she got. That is why tonight's show and tell guitar is a 1988 BC rich gunslinger in gray snakeskin, very nostalgic for me because I almost made that my very first guitar. And there it is. There you go. Show and tell guitar of the week, everybody. Popular with guys like CC DeVille and the guys in Warrant and uh, Tracy Guns. They love these things. And I do too. I have about 70 something of them. Love oh these. Oh my things. God. <laughs> I love these. I really love these. 70 things. something of those? Yeah. You will see often oh me bring on gunslingers uh, because I have plenty of them to show you guys. So there you go. And thank you for the nice words I'm reading in the chat. Yeah. And Mama Kuda loves everything. Her dildo is leopard skin. I mean, she's oh. got all sorts of animal prints zebra prints, tiger stripes leopard spots, snakeskin, you name it. Uh, she's got it. This is, I, I guarantee right now, Mama Kuda is wearing a snakeskin thong. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Waiting for uh, Neanderthal's snake to, uh, oh. to uh, come in and give it a visit. There you go. Sick. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Megatot. Thank you, everyone, for the nice words in the chat. Uh, you all seem to dig this. I love these gunslingers, man. These are fun. And they've remade them <laughs> lately. They've remade versions of them. Um, not the same. The old ones are better. They just are. You know, nothing against BC Rich. <laughs> they've made a good effort to make a good recent guitar. I would but... know because I have all of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I have every one. I have every single gunslinger ever made. If you've seen a gunslinger that doesn't belong to me, give me that address and I will buy it from you. <laughs> what? You have a gunslinger? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having fun with these glasses as a prop, by the way. You won't see it next wow. week. So, so 
Well, enjoy my glasses while I have them this week. This is the last you'll see of them. There you go. Yeah, I mean, if you guys all know, I, I have a lot of, I love the gunslingers. Um, and that pink <laughs> one I showed is one of my favorites. So, because, uh, you know, pink is my, my favorite color. Uh, Alice wants to yeah. see the back. Yeah, and Drew SDS uh, brings up a good point. The old ones, they did not retail for $3,000. The new ones do. Thank you, Steve Barton. Steve Barton, channel Steve member. Barton. Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, Mama doesn't need some AA batteries. She needs some D batteries. Double Ds. Steve oh, Barton. Manicums, you sounded like the Micro Machine guy. Micro Machines. You want a guitar? We got a guitar. Sit, slant and deep set there. Uh, Snakeskin Gunslinger. You want a slant and pickup? We got a slant and pickup. Wait, uh, Floyd Rose. License Floyd Rose. Gunslinger. Gray Snakes and Gunslinger. Look, look, look. Tonight, over at the Motor Show with Grave Digger. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy Eddie selling guitars. He's practically giving these gunslingers away. I would like to see your breasts. Yes. No, not you, Mom. No, no, Mom. Gross. By the way, Steve Barton. Oh, they're very nice. Look. Steve Barton, happy birthday, man. Megaton it is. Oh, yesterday. Video. Yesterday was Steve's birthday. <laughs> Steve Barton's birthday yesterday? Yesterday was Steve Barton's birthday. So Happy thank birthday, you so much, brother. Steve Barton. Happy birthday, man. And thank you for all your continued support, Steve Barton. Absolutely. Happy birthday, bro. Happy belated birthday, Steve Barton. And today, William Shatner, 91 years young. God bless him. Wow, Johnny Bean. I like that gunslinger. I would like that gunslinger, Johnny Bean. Gray snakeskin. You're welcome. Look at that Steve. dirty maple neck, Johnny Bean. Gray, Snakes, and B.C. Rich, Johnny. We can play Mr. Tambourine Man on this gunslinger. Get the Klingons going. There you go. So that is today's show and tell guitar of the week. Klingons. 1988, B.C. Rich, Gunslinger, and Gray, Snakeskin. Shout out to Mama Kuda. Love you, Mom. There you go. Let's see. Athletic Dasshole says, Dad is 91. He leaks out of every orifice. Yikes. Awesome. And thank you, uh, Neander Paul and Dane Zimmerman of Zim's Guitars for uh, coming in tonight and hosting the show with us. For putting up with another... Uh, <laughs> another another drastically terrible episode. Because listen, I, uh, the show quality goes downhill every week. At least we're consistent. Yeah, it can only get better. It it doesn't get any worse. Well, yet yeah, if only it would get better. <laughs> we it hope only Mark get Dylan, worse. Dylan, shout out to Mama Kuda. Everyone, give a shout out to Mama Kuda. Say hi to my mom, my beloved Mama Kuda, watching the show right now. She stays up in in New York where we are right now. It is almost midnight, and my mom, God bless her, is watching the show right now live. Say hi to her in the chat. Say hi to Mama Kuda. There you go. And thank you for everyone for uh, for giving well wishes for my mom with her health issues. Thank you so much. We love you so much. My mom loves the audience so much. <laughs> NWO Jason says, the gunslinger is a game to be an endangered species because Mancuda has them all. 
<laughs> Renus <laughs> wants to taste Mama Kuda's nectar. Yeah. Ugh. She wants he wants Mama Kuda's honey pot. <laughs> <laughs> He's buzzing around like a bee around my mom's honey pot. Thank Ew. you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I thought I was the only one that uh that liked geriatric pussy. Shout out to my girl Mary out there. <laughs> 86 years young, Mary. Still got it. <laughs> there you go. Look at all the nice well wishes for Mama Kuda coming in the chat. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Chuck Riger, former Staten Island guy here. Yeah, man. New York, my brother. Awesome. Yeah, I'm bi-coastal with, you know, I live in New York and I live in LA. So I uh I go back and forth between. I'm I'm a born New Yorker though. There you go. Keith Campbell, Renus could be my uh, my my new father-in-law. My no, no, my new stepfather rather. Once Renus gets uh, gets his hog into Mama Kuda. Oh, <laughs> Mike Olson, you never have too many guitars. You're always one away from just enough. There you go. That's the story. Octopus Sears only has one guitar right now. Come on over and bring a truck, and uh, I'll meet you in my storage unit. And uh, there you go. Thank you, Corey Bobek. Oh, and love to Linny Lou. Linny Lou in the house. Linny Lou, we were talking about earlier, recovering Lou. from a very long and horrible case of COVID and a stroke. Shout out and well wishes and much love for Linny Lou and Mary. We Lenny were Lou. About you earlier tonight, Lenny Lou. And it's good to see you in the chat. Speedy recovery. Man. Yes. Good to see you. Yeah, Drew SGS 60. Nah, it's never enough. Damn right, man. That's damn right. Okay. We got 50. <laughs> we got 15 minutes left. Right, Johnny? We got 15 minutes left, right? Uh, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cut it, cut it in four hours. So let's let's do open forum into the chat. What band what bands do you guys want to touch on right now? I know it's late, <laughs> but let's uh let's let's round out another 15 minutes of show. There what everybody well had wishes. for dinner three hours ago. Well wishes. Who did you have for dinner? Who did you eat? And thank you, by the way, for all the emails I was getting for uh well wishes for my eye infection. It's healing up. I should be out of these glasses next week. Renus wants to talk about XYZ. Kai Matthews wants to talk about Randy. Yeah, let's talk about Randy Rhodes because you know what? 40 years ago, we lost Randy. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Randy Rhodes, I mean, what do you say about Randy Rhodes? Randy was literally one of the greatest guitar players of our lifetimes, only rivaling Eddie, really. Um, and, and those were the two that gave each other a run for their money with a lot of self-respect for each other. But the thing about Randy, you know, obviously gave new life to Ozzy Osbourne after Black Sabbath. Um, and, and, you know, it's incredible because Randy himself evolved. If you listen to Old Quiet Riot, and for, for those that don't know, before Kevin Dubrow did the Slade remix, a uh, redo of Come On, Feel the Noise. Randy Rhodes was a member of Quiet Riot before Ozzy scooped him up. And Randy's style was very different 
back then with Quiet Riot than he was with Ozzy Osbourne. So when you saw Ozzy come out with Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, those two albums, and, and that's basically all Randy did with them, were incredible incredible guitar playing crazy train is still one of the greatest metal songs of all time and yeah drew sts randy uh george lynch you could put right up there with randy and eddie but he's still not quite quite as close he's close he's up there and and i'm a huge lynch fan i know the guy massive Dokken fan and a massive lynch mob fan among other projects george has been in but Randy and Eddie were up here. Lynch was right below them. I got, I got to say Lynch and same with Jakey e. Lee. Um, but back to Randy, Randy was also one of the most uh, humble human beings out there. Um, you know, the thing about Randy was he wasn't the type like a lot of other guitar players that wanted to keep their technique secret. Randy was always learning and Randy was always teaching. Randy was always willing to show a fan how he played this specifically, how he got this tone. Randy was big into sharing secrets because Randy was a teacher. Randy would teach at his family's music school. Randy would give lessons. Randy would go and get lessons as good as he was, as much as he was touring with Ozzy. Randy would, at every stop, find someone while other people were out exploring the city uh, and getting with groupies and stuff. Randy wasn't that guy. Randy was a guy that would find music centers and guitar stores and guitar teachers and private lessons. And he would say, hey, uh, this is Randy Rhodes. I'd like to buy a guitar lesson from you today. Randy Rhodes, Ozzy's guitar? Yes, I would like to take a lesson from you. Randy was always taking lessons as he toured. He would stop at random, you know, he'd look in the paper, guitar lessons. Let's see what this guy can teach me. Randy was classic musician, classically trained. He knew theory. He knew, and he always wanted to learn more. He always wanted to learn more techniques and gain more experience and constantly grow as a player. And that's something he wasn't reveling in all the fans and the, the stardom that he was getting from being Ozzy's hotshot new and very well-loved guitarist. He was great to the fans, but he wasn't up here in ego. He was down here. He was humble. He was sweet. He was, he was that person that wanted to meet a fan who wanted to be shown, Hey, how do you do this technique? How do you do that? Let me show you. He'd pick up a guitar, he'd put it on you and he'd say, here's how I play this. Here's how I achieve that tone. Here's how I have that effect. Here's what my amps are like. That was Randy Rhodes. We lost him 40 years ago to a terrible tragedy, a terrible plane accident. Uh, look, I mean, you know, just the fact, I mean, you know, they, they scooped him up. They were going in this little Cessna plane. They buzzed the tour bus and the guy was fucked up and hit the tour bus. And Randy, unfortunately, was killed. And we lost one of the greatest guitar players of our day 40 years ago. And, you know, the thing about Randy is, you don't know where he would be today. 
We're always speculating, would Randy have stayed with Ozzy? How much would he have stayed with Ozzy? He was kind of getting to, rumor has it, he was kind of getting tired of the metal scene and possibly would have leaned more toward classical stuff. And, you know, he loved that stuff too. He could have been another Ingve Malmsteen in the effect that he would have done some solo projects or some solo stuff, maybe splitting his time between Ozzy, who he loved Ozzy, he loved him a lot, and doing classical, you know, solo albums, um, you know, things the, the way that uh, that Ingve does heavy metal versions of, of classical and neoclassical playing. Um, so, you know, you, you could always wonder where, where Randy would have ended up, but he was always shocked as, as Robert Ranford just brought up. He was always shocked why other guitarists were not sharing their technique. Now, Eddie, Eddie, with all due respect and love for Eddie, obviously Van Halen on this channel, given, um, Eddie was more secretive. Eddie would throw red herrings. Eddie had this little tone knob in the secret compartment tone knob. And Eddie had that brown sound. Eddie, how are you getting that brown sound? Oh, well, maybe the quarter has something to do with it. Is something with the quarter? Is it the strings you're playing? What does he boil his strings? And what, what is Eddie doing? And what, what did he do to his, his Floyd? And what did he do to, what, did he coat something? What was Eddie doing? Eddie was very secretive about, he didn't want people to rip off his tone. Eddie was unique with his brown sound. and. He wanted to throw a couple of red herrings to keep people guessing. Why was he playing with his back to, to the audience? What's he doing back there? Randy was the opposite. Randy wanted to teach people. He wanted to share his knowledge of guitar playing. And again, like I said, Mike Olson, much love for Eddie. He just, Look, a lot of guitarists want to keep their tone secret. Randy just couldn't grasp that though. Randy was the most giving person in the metal industry. And it was funny because Ozzy would lift this guy up by the crotch. Randy was probably pulling out his hair, looking behind him, seeing Ozzy coming up and he's playing crazy train solo. And there's Ozzy coming up half, half in the bag behind her. Randy! Ah! And grabbing him by the, by the leg and lifting him up by the crotch. No, 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 Ozzy, please. No, no, no. Ah! Randy! <laughs> <laughs> you know, Randy's like trying to play and Ozzy's lifting him up by the crotch. And, and no, please, Ozzy, put me down. And, <laughs> Randy! You know, uh, but with that said, look, Andy, Andy was little in stature, huge in talent and amazingly generous with his time to fans and his sharing of knowledge. He was that guy that wanted to give you the guitar lesson. He was that guy that wanted to share his knowledge with the world. And we lost that insane talent 40 years ago. And even today, we talk about him, we respect him, we honor him, and we miss him greatly. Hats off and much love and kudos up in heaven Randy Rhodes, God bless you. There you go. Yeah, he he was one one of, one of the greats. He really was, really was. And uh, Bozik, that was you, right? Bozik we, won we tonight's got a few uh, Van Halen raffle. He won, and he wants to call in real quickly and tell a story. Call in, come on. 
We got a couple minutes. Bozik, call back. While we are waiting on Bozik. I'm just going to look at the chat talking about Randy. <laughs> Let's see. And yeah, Ozzy has a way of finding the most talented guitarists and, and handpicking them. Uh, after, after Randy, obviously you had Brad Gillis for a bit. Lynch was almost hired. Um, and of Lindy course, Lynch? Yeah, yeah, Lindy Lynch. Uh, and of course, you had Jakey Lee, who was an incredible player, and then of course, uh, of course, um, oh Jesus Christ, why am I having a brain fart right now? Um, Which one you named? Randy? After uh, Jesus Christ, why am I having? Uh, um, who I who who played guitar for for Ozzy? Oh, who are all the different guitar after, players? Uh, oh, God, well, okay, let's let's. Fart. let's Let's break this down. After you got, you got Tony Lee, Iommi when he was on Sabbath, right? Then you got Randy Rose that's, that's in the first wild, band, but wild. it wasn't it, it wasn't called uh, Ozzy Osbourne at the time. I think I think the first name of the band was the Blizzard, Blizzard of, Oz. of Oz. Then they just changed it to the Ozzy Osbourne band. Then Correct. you get J.Q. Lee. Um, after that, you got you got Zach Wild for a very long time. Well, yeah, then, Brad, uh, yeah, yeah, Brad guy, Gillis, uh, then you had George Lynch. Then Zach in and out of the band for a while, and I don't know the new guy's name. The guy, the guy who did that, the guy who did that last album with, I have, I have no clue. But um, uh, as far as what Mancuda was talking about with Randy, though, um, that's a really interesting conversation because because there was a lot, a ton of speculation, right, uh, regarding the fact that you know Mancuda was saying you know he might go into like playing classical. Guitar Alain de Malmsteen. I don't think that's what he was going to do. There was there was a lot of speculation after the fact after he passed away that he was actually going to open a classical music school because a lot of people don't know uh, his mother you know taught classical music and that Correct. seemed to be what he was gravitating towards. Not not necessarily you know being a classical guitarist Alain de, but just going full bore classical music and leaving like metal and rock behind. So it would have been really interesting to see what he would have done in the long run. Yeah, I mean, can can Bozik hear me or not? He can hear you, but you can't hear him. No, wait. I hear him. Bozik, can, can you hear Mancuda? Yeah, I, 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 I was, I've, I've been talking for like a minute and a half. I'm okay. still not on okay. the <laughs> Okay, so so you have you have Randy. Then after Randy, he got Brad Gillis. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who is yeah. this? Or do you, or, or <laughs> Johnny, do you want me stop, to try Johnny. again? Johnny, stop. Johnny, stop. Okay. <laughs> See, no, we hear you. Can you hear me? You had, you had Randy. Yeah. Then you okay. Had Brad. Now he, Have I been on the air yet? Because I've, I've been talking for like a minute. Johnny, let it. Let, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, let yeah. Okay. Okay. He, he's, See, he's answering you now. Okay. Oh, now See, we got another call. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. So you had Randy, Is Brad, Gillis, Brad Gillis was briefly hired. Then you had George Lynch in the wings. Anyway, I'm, I'm a little confused right now. Was I on the air already or no? Yeah. Yes. yes. Can All you right. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, you were. This is, a serious, communi this is a serious communication breakdown issue here. Uh, 
Leo Saf goes right. Anyway, I'll uh, <laughs> and you I'll won. Get, I'll get off and listen. Okay. You're the big yeah, winner too. Which, which, thank you. Which, which I want to say thank you because uh, I very recently uh, started a figurine collection, and this will be a nice addition. Very cool. Nice. Very cool. So That's message addition, mes- message me message me your your info, and I'll get it to Mister Mick. And I have another call to take. All right, wait, Johnny. Let I me, already let me did. Answer. I already texted you. Okay. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Good night, Buzzy. Johnny, let me answer. Let me answer Bozik before we uh, take another call in the air. Okay. So again, first you had Randy. After Randy passed away, Brad Gillis was briefly hired to tour out. Okay. Then it looked like George Lynch. He had George Lynch going on the tour with him, sitting in the wings, ready to take over from Brad. At that point, he instead hired Jakey Lee and left Lynch in the dust. Wait, there was another guy, though, too. We saw a picture of him the other day. There there were a bunch of guys considered. Bernie. uh, There was a a guy. So uh, Bernie Torme. uh, Bernie Bernie Torme. Torme. I played guess it was like right after, right after Randy, like right after Randy, this tour. guy played like the on next the like tour. show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On the tour. There's a picture Thank of you, him. Mark. We saw it. Thank you, Mark Dillon. No, no, he's right. He's right. Bernie Torme filled in before Brad Gillis. Then Brad Gillis filled in for a couple weeks. Then you had George Lynch waiting in the wings, but never got hired. He got bumped for Jakey Lee. Jakey Lee went until he got tired of Sharon fucking him over. And then you got Zach Wilde. And there you go. There you go. So thank you, Mark. You're right. You're correct. Bernie Torme. I keep forgetting Bernie Torme because I never I never saw him with that. But you are right. And again, a lot of guys you know were considered and auditioning for that slot of of uh, of Randy because he got he got uh, killed so unexpectedly, and so you know they were on tour. So you know he had to fill out. So there you go. Uh, now, who, uh, Johnny, who else was calling in? I don't. Yeah, know. and later, later on, Leo Safko, uh, Joe Holmes, and Gus G. That was after. That was after uh, Zach. Yeah, and Zach is who he's pretty much relying on back and forth now. But he's always gotten along well with Zach. You know, Zach Zach's Wild is a great guy. Zach Wild is a great guy, and uh, and very very pro Ozzy and Sharon. For Sharon to like him, that says a lot. Um, but yeah, Joe Holmes and Gus G uh, played for a little while. That was later on though. But yeah, if you want to completely round out the career, um, Johnny, who else was calling in? No idea. It was probably my mother. Don't talk talk about my vagina on the air, please. Texas. Don't talk talk about my vagina. Texas was calling in, but we're out of time. Okay. Okay. Thank you, by the way, uh, everybody, for joining us tonight, for staying with us tonight. Thank you for your support for the show. Thank you for everything you do. We are nothing without our audience, and we don't miss the idea that you have other choices to do tonight, that you have other things to do, you have other shows to watch. We don't underappreciate our audience. We very much appreciate and thank and love our audience. So thank you all for being here. Let's thank our channel members as well, specifically our channel members and our sponsors, of course. But again, I like to let the audience know that we really do uh, appreciate you. We don't take our audience for granted by far. We really appreciate and love our audience. 
you are everything to us. Yeah, we're um, not Metallica. And no, Bozik, you didn't fuck up. You called in. It's just sometimes the call overlaps of of you know trying to trying to say something. <laughs> But that's all good, man. And congratulations yeah. on winning tonight's uh, Van Halen raffle. Let's thank the channel members. Thank you, all our channel members. David Allen Wright, Mike Neese, Keenan Neighbors, Paul Martin Woods, Mr. Mick. Thank you, Mr. Mick, for donating our raffle prize. Mr. Mick. Thank you, Mr. Mick. You rock. Booby Dukakis, or Bubby Dukakis, Small Mouth Guy, Lawrence Christensen, Symmetry, Majestic PB&J Cat, Warlag, Sherman Callahan, James 51, James 5150, James Gum, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Vinyl Freak 5150, Dan Halen, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, The Chad, Christopher Life, Sawa, All Dave, All Night, Murph Murphy, Steve Barton, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2R3 Locking Nuts, Six Chicks 71, John Morana, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, KXM rock or have Stephen franklin carol hatcher sean treads margaret scranton michael the captain smith jesus rapes me cole morazic brian spaulding false flag ghost bc rich hugh caldwell jim nicholas mr bhb jr that's bruce that's bruce thomas santiago bozik congratulations again tonight lenny yeah. lou and mary lenny lou please get well soon we love you and mary give you a kiss right on your clit and of course steve carmichael oh Yes, Steve Carmichael. And also, there's actually a few names I need to add to this list as well. I need to redo this. Robert Stoltz, who, Robert Stoltz. who is awesome. Rob, Robert Stoltz, Flying Pickle. Hey, giggity. Who is uh, uh, a bird. And I, there was one more. Keenan Neighbors. Is that Keenan Neighbors? Flying Pickle? Yeah. Flying Pickle, Keenan Neighbors, Robert Stoltz. I will add your names to this list. And leave comments on the video. Smash the like button, because why not? It costs nothing. Keeps us going. Why not? What the hell? Yeah. Leave comment. Not leave. Drop comments below <laughs> on playback. <Don't> drop. <laughs> Post comments. Post down comments. below. There you go. Let's 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 see uh, how many comments we we can get down there this week. Let's see yeah, if we can, we can. Let's, we let's can hear top. what you guys have to say about this week's episode. Wait, what? Wait, who is this? I'm getting text messages now. It's Mama hey. Coda. I'm very horny. Oh, Bozik. Okay, I got Bozik's info. Cool. Don't share for it Mr. On Mick. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. One, two, three. It's so easy. Your mama's so easy. Like taking candy from a baby. What? Pozik? <laughs> awesome. The auto spell. Yeah, your name's all screwed up. I see that, but I, I got it. I got it, man. Just fix that. Just fix that graphic. And and please put Steve Carmichael last. Steve Carmichael. And put Michael the Captain Smith. Michael's Michael got his the name. Captain. And thank you, everyone in the chat, for the kind words. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow, talking Van Halen on Twitch. Nice. Join us. Join us on Twitch. Uh, what else? Friday, exclusively Van Halen here on YouTube. Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday Sunday. night live with John B.L. 
with John Biel. He wasn't here this week, but hopefully he'll be here next week. Uh, String Change Show. On Sundays. On Sundays, which we actually had some guests last week, and it went over really well. So, Thank so you, look, G. Bushnoff. Thank you, G. Bushnoff. And uh, after I have dinner in a little bit, if you guys want to hang out, we'll be doing some GTA over on Twitch. Yeah. So check it out. We have a great time over there. And I look just like this. My avatar is a guy in a red jacket, hat, glasses. <laughs> I look exactly the same as my avatar on there. We're I'm gonna getting, put blue. We're going to put Blue uh, Rhino into GTA. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be awesome. <laughs> He'll just he'll just be in every car you steal. You'll see Blue Rhino on the passenger seat. Ooh, hey everybody, <laughs> it would be That'll awesome. Just be great. And actually, I can show you guys a quick. Let me see which one. This one. Here's a quick a video little, of me masturbating in the shower. Well, nah, not that one. Here's no, a quick little uh, clip from GTA. See, I look just like me. I mean, they tried putting out some new songs uh, out there. And but... we talk. We talk about stuff. People aren't paying attention. They're just not. See, that's me. Some of the new music looking really excited. I enjoy it's new, but it's all super fringy niche stuff. See, I use a green screen. Excited, you're about to jump off the roof. They're going for like high end production and actual work instead of just computerized pop. Oh crap! There we go. Awesome. See, we have a great time. Nice. Great time doing that. And Blue Rhino sends much love to everybody. Awesome. Best mascot ever. <laughs> Leo Safka says, everyone, Johnny's turning everyone into a life of crime on Twitch. <laughs> it, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It, it's, it's just crime and excitement and, and uh, all that Debauchery. Stuff. Debauchery. Yeah, Johnny goes in. Watch next week uh, on Twitch as Johnny goes into a bathhouse. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Johnny steals a car and drives into a bathhouse. Music therapy lads, much love to you and everyone in the audience. <laughs> Music therapy lads, he's in there. Thank you, brother. In the bathhouse. In Laz GTA, in yeah. Oh, in GTA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of flying pickles in the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> there's pickles flying everywhere. This. <laughs> rock on, rock on, everybody. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, man. It's all rock and roll. It's all rock and roll. <laughs> Thank you, Alice Martinez. <laughs> All right, it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Bozik, tune in, man. It's craziness. Yeah. Thanks. Man. See, Alice, Alice Martinez says, I like watching you guys play. Thank you, Alice. With your penises in the shower. Thank you, Alice. <laughs> All right. It's midnight uh, we love 15. you. We appreciate you. Be nice to each other. Rock on, everybody. Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Love you all. Thank you all. Good night. Good night, everyone. Rock on.
Oh. Oh no. Johnny's turned to a life of crime. That's me in Cemetery. That's me in Cemetery playing. Sorry. Oh, look at him. He's violent. This is terrible. Oh, no. Johnny, what are you doing hanging out with these hooligans? John. This is horrible. Oh. Please come back another time. That's okay. We, I got my arm. Remember Cemetery? That's it. Jesus Christ. All right. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.